Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 40. Arigato! 40. We are, we are at 40! 40 episodes. 40 episodes. What's 40 in Japanese? C0. Oh, that's I crazy. I, I speak zero Japanese and I just came back from Japan. I learned nothing. And that's what he was up to. I knocked something off my bucket list and watched an amazing concert. Oof. And, so we, and then we talk about the concept of bucket list. And, yeah, the concept of bucket and, list. And if you should have one. Um, also, you should. And yeah. send it in to us on Twitter. <laughs> we play game time. Uh, we play a little bit. The Rotten Tomatoes game is back. And yeah. this week's theme, because of St. Patrick's Day, is Irish movies. The look of the Irish. Yeah. Oh, touch my shillelagh. Um, Slower. Just like that. <laughs> oh, yes. After Work the, the shillelagh. I don't even know yeah. what a shillelagh is. The shaft. Uh, I just know it's like a stick, right? Um, <laughs> after which, we go into the news. Oh, my God. There's so much fucking news. A lot of news. We try to get to most of it. Trump. Trump. It's all about Trump. Always. Let's face it. It's all about Trump all the time. Always. Uh, we also talk about China and what they're fucking up to on their TVs over there. Censorship. A lot of censorship. Oof. And uh, then, yeah. uh, for those of you not so much inclined to talk about men uh, sliding around and rubbing each other, we talk about the UFC after that. So you can skip over that if you're <laughs> into it. I think it was genuinely interesting. I think UFC is like the newest, like it's it's the biggest sport of our time, and it's and and we get to witness it grow from yeah. nothing. Like I said, it's the purest art form, sport, art form thing. It's will really great. Will. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, then we wrap it up with. Um, uh, favorite thing, Ooh. which you will learn in this episode, will be the final edition of favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, we ran out of favorite things to talk about. We didn't expect this podcast to go on this long. Yep. <laughs> like, is... I look at this list of favorite things we could have talked about, and who cares about favorite '90s TV show or Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or super villain? Co- <laughs> like, Nathan doesn't even drink. Why do I have cocktail on here? All dumb. So All t- dumb. tonight, uh, today sees the end of favorite thing. Um, but Bye, befittingly, favorite thing. favorite thing this week is. Favorite thing about each other. Oh, it got so gay up in here. Aww. But in a good way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. And thank you so much for liking, sharing, subscribing. Those are all YouTube terms. I don't know why I use them for <laughs> podcast. Listening. <laughs> thank you for telling a friend. And we love you very much. Enjoy this episode. Episode 40. Coming what? What? So cool here. Who needs Periscope? We don't need Periscope to warm up. Nah. <laughs> Down Periscope, I say. <laughs> That's submarine. Periscope never Super. seems to work for me. Like, ever. Yeah. Freaking insane. And when, like, like, every time I'm on Periscope, like, it's it's always like a dance of, is it working? Is it working? Is it working, guys? Is it loading for you? And some people, it's And not both loading. sides, them too. They're like, is yeah, it working? Is it working? It's, oh, it's not working. It's so weird and screwy. And it ends up, that's all we talk about. <laughs> I, I yeah, let's just do Facebook Live next time. I think that's much easier. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. More Filipino as well. <laughs> do you think we have to jump on Instagram at some point? Uh, did we maybe we missed that train already. Is Instagram kinda on the way down? I feel like it's on the on its way down. No man, Instagram's at an all time high. You think so? I don't know. I, I personally I love Instagram so much because it's not only it's not only like aesthetically pleasing, mm. but you can get a lot of news out of Instagram. News, news. Well, like, so you okay. follow to get news. So uh, not 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 so much following people to get news. So for example, like um, I want to find out the aftermath of the latest UFC event. <laughs> I just go to like the relevant people's Instagrams and see the last thing they posted. So like, oh, what did Ronda Rousey say about the fight? Oh, what did Holly Holm post about the fight? Things like that. You know, like. 
Instagram is very immediate with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or you can just hashtag something. Like, uh, just searching for hashtags. Yeah, yeah so for, for example, you want to know how the parade down the street's going, and you kind of want to check it out, but you don't want to make the effort if it's not worth it, so you just search. What, like, what, I what, what parade would this be now? I don't know, some kind just of... a parade. Any kind of parade. <laughs> so, like, oh, you can geotag <laughs> the certain street that the parade's going on, then chances are the most recent photos will be of the parade. That so makes like, sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I did something similar in my recent trip to Japan, um, because uh, Sakura season's not for another couple of weeks, right? Um, but in sure. very in very select places around Tokyo, um, they have some sakura trees blossoming. And is, is that a cherry blossom? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah cherry okay, blossom. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And because I didn't want to take the chance of like wasting a half an hour train ride to a place that might not have sakura, what came useful was searching geotags and like searching the location or searching the certain garden. And if the most recent photos have like cherry blossoms on them, you know, then you know, then you know. Wow, so it's, it's a very immediate way of retrieving information. Yeah, you're like a digital Sherlock Holmes over there. I, I love Instagram because of that purpose. It's mm. like, and, and instead of checking out like food reviewing websites, just look at look up the place on Instagram. Look at the geotags of like that restaurant and the food that people take pictures of. And then will people comment it though, or is it literally just you're going off the image alone? Well, sometimes you can click on something that looks interesting and see if the person went like, "Ooh, looks really good," tasted even better, or if they just said like, "It it it looked way better than it tasted." <laughs> so <laughs> your you Instagram, your Instagram is like your it's become your Yelp, your Google Maps, yeah, your man. Google in general. Yeah, dude, I love Instagram just because it's it's instant and, gra- it's, and it, it, it's grabbable. Like, okay, it's like Twitter. But it's more, it's like Twitter for idiots because it's more visual. So it's like, oh, pictures. <laughs> hey, you think they should give awards, awards out for the best Instagrams and call it the Instagrammies? I will not be surprised That's if a that thing, right? That's a exists. thing. I'm going to look it up. That's got to be a thing. a thing. There's no way that is not a thing. Dude, I swear, my Instagram now is just, it's full of like tattoo artists <laughs> and photographers that I like and yeah. girls that I secretly have a crush on. That's my Instagram right now. Like your explore page? What, what, let me see what it what pops up. Let yeah. me see. That's this thing, right? No. Yes. Yeah. What what pops up in your explore page? Post tattoos, a bunch of Donald Trump <laughs> lovers, random shit. Okay. Well, my my John ex- Bones Jones. Oh, my, yeah. My explore page is usually like either MMA stuff, uh, kittens, um, or food. How do they put this thing together? Uh, based on your likes, usually based on your likes or based on what uh the people you follow like. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So I don't like the things that my people like. So sometimes <laughs> even boring. sometimes even oh, it's, it's things where like it, it's things where like um, events where your friends are at, but you um, like you are only following the people that were at the event. Sure, right, that right, makes right, right. Sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So like sometimes, for example, when I do a show, my friends, like my personal Instagram friends, would see me all over their explore page because they know me and I'm tagged in a whole bunch of strangers photos. So all those strangers photos will be on their explore page. Right. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. Instagram. Yeah. Like I started like, I don't want like for, for especially I have like some friends who, who like whatever they post on Instagram goes to Facebook. I'm yeah. like, I don't need that. I unfollow them on, on Instagram. No offense. <laughs> no offense guys. But I just love going to be like, Ooh, cool tattoo. Ooh, cool portrait. Ooh, real um, Ferdinand posting something. Do the Instagrammies exist? Oh yeah. I forgot to look that up. I got distracted. Instagrammies. I'm positive that like Instagram holds their own comp- like in-house competition. <laughs> there is such a thing, and it's hosted in Reno, Nevada. Of course, the armpit of America. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying what? No, Instagram is full of these things, like communities, and like within those communities, they have awards and stuff like that. Sure. And tons of yeah, like the 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 photo 
competition world is very much alive in Instagram. There's weird stuff on here. <laughs> on the Instagrammy's Facebook page. Yeah. Not the best. It has like 16 likes, so that's not a good sign. Yeah. We should nope, ju- we should 1500. <laughs> we should we should jump on the Instagram train. The Instagram. I'm uh, not the Instagram train. I mean that's that's shooting a little bit far. But we should just right. look into starting one. Like an, an award? A, like an account. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. faster, John. Sure, sure, sure. I'm there. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. And then will we post up just funny things that we see in life? Yeah, and pretty much. Because, like, I know this might sound selfish, but, like, I used to post really random shit on Instagram. Yeah. Like, back in the early days. And I find that uh, more and more I don't have the luxury of doing that. Mm-hmm. Because... The more irrelevant shit I post, the less people like it, and, and I'll lose followers, and it'll okay. hurt my self esteem. All right, we'll, we'll leave the stupid <laughs> shit for the for the good hangout. Exactly, That's cool. I miss doing that. I miss being able to post. Ran- I mean, I still kind of do that from time to time, like post random mm-hmm. shit. But the responses just end up going like, "What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are, is this shit? Are you high? Like, what's going on? More, like, se- more selfies. <laughs> um, more Hamilton. More Hamilton yeah. selfies. But yeah, let's look into doing that. All right, alrighty. I'll make one right now. <laughs> nah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Hey, everybody! Oh, hi, guys! What's up? Dude, is this episode 40? The big 4 Oh, Oh, God! Welcome to episode 40 of Good Hang Podcast! Oh, my God! What's going on? Well done, Good Hang. My name is Stephen Hawking. I don't know. Oh, what? <laughs> We were just doing sounds. <laughs> Welcome to no. I thought we were doing. I thought we were on the trajectory of fireworks setting a nearby house on fire. Oh yeah, yeah. I did that, and then I just thought to make it random. I have to, like my my comedy move is to have Stephen Hawking show up. It's the funniest thing you could ever do in any scene. I or suppose anything. Stephen and Hawking talking dirty specifically, and it's only okay because he laughs at it too. <laughs> ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha, ha. Like he has a very good sense of humor about his condition, so yeah. it, it's okay to laugh at him, guys. No, you don't even make it about his his, his condition. It's just like yeah, I'm I'm hosting a cooking show, and you have to argue. Stephen Hawking, you have to argue that it's an inherently funny condition it though. is it, i mean like it's, it, no, it's, it's very no, no i mean it's very unfortunate but if <sighs> you say you were a two-year-old child and you know what people look like and you see stephen hawking in his wheelchair the way he looks the way he's sitting and the way he talks it's gonna be funny you know yeah this is a controversial stance you're taking but sure <laughs> yeah it, it's it's just a, it's a it's a yeah it's then, oh, mom look that guy he has a tumor on his head that's funny uh, yeah, it's it's less like you know truly funny, more just like yeah. the first two seconds of it are funny. You're like, mommy, that kid has AIDS. I can't really see what he, <laughs> the difference. That's not funny. Like it, yeah, I, I just I just think it's fine to make fun of because he makes fun of it just fine. <laughs> yeah, he's very aware of it. Like uh, like that uh, last week tonight interview with him. That was so. That good. was so funny. That was so good. It was like almost a, that was probably a year ago. Now, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, everybody, welcome to episode 40. Uh, wow, we have come quite far from our humble beginnings. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming this far with us, for following, for liking, sharing, subscribing, telling a friend, whatever the fuck it is people do with social exactly. media. We Snapchatting it, Instagramming yeah. it. Hey, but if this is your first episode, welcome aboard. My hey name is John. And my name is Nathan. We said that probably in the intro. And yeah. what we do here is we get together and we talk th- about stuff in a funny way. I mean, humor is subjective. <laughs> It's a so. bit. I think what we do here is a little bit equivalent to say a panel show. Sure. Um, like the ones that you see on like 
every other country but Singapore because, you know, talking about a government on TV is, oh, shush, you can't do that. No opinions, no public opinions. Fuck you um, guys. But I noticed that almost every other country has, like, its own panel show where they discuss current events, news, and uh, pop culture trends. Yeah. Like, UK is full of them. Japan is full of them. Sure. Taiwan, sure, sure, China, sure. Korea. We're basically the John Stewart Indonesia. of Singapore. <laughs> No. Indonesia and Singapore doesn't have that and I guess that makes sense because you know people don't want to get on the wrong side of any kind of government arm because it's all mm-hmm. one big thing and yeah uh, but still I-, I find those so interesting and so informative so we hope to be that for you guys yeah. and we know we don't only just talk about Singaporean stuff we like to but sometimes yeah. it's hard to <laughs> yeah uh, anyway, wow, we got a lot to talk about this week because uh, we you just got back from Japan. I just got back from Japan. Fucking it was a crazy. long trip, man. I was gone for a while. Yeah. Um, it was... I Towards the end of it, I had a little bit of like travel fatigue. I'm sure. Like, I know first world problems. Poor me in Japan. Oh, travel traveling so far. On vacation and it's gone too long. Oh, the <laughs> no. sushi in other countries is no longer as good. No, it was just that like... At some point in the trip, because it was, it was, I was gone for how long? From 26th to the 7th. So, wow. one, yeah, two, time. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten days. I was gone for ten days. And that's a fairly long vacation, I think, mm-hmm. to be in like one country alone. Towards the end of it, I was just like, I kind of want to go home. I want to speak English. I want to go home. Yes, I want to speak English. I want to go home <laughs> and I want to get some work done. Like, I just feel so bad being here. Fair enough. Like, man. the first few days were like, oh, this is nice having a break. Then, like, after day seven, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Well, tell us about your trip in our next segment. What? What you been up to? Yeah. What you been up to? I wasn't sure if I wanted to say it or if I just wanted to have the music play. <laughs> eh, well. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Alrighty. Um, before I start about the trip, John, I, I brought you a little something. I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, what I have in my hand right here. It, it's a Tokyo... It's a dildo? Is it a dildo? <laughs> it's a Tokyo banana. Yeah. It's a very popular... That's a good name for a dildo, It's a very popular uh, Japanese snack that a lot of people always bring back. Why is it so dildo-shaped? It's a banana. Why are there testicles? I don't understand. That's a bow tie. Yeah, it it stands to reason that it does look kind of penis-y. Um, like, especially <laughs> when you... take a picture. Especially when you see, like, the, the silhouette logo. Yeah. That is a penis. That is definitely a penis. That's a penis. This is a Japanese man. They try to sneak it in wherever they can. Uh-huh. Um, but Just like Bill Cosby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's a Tokyo banana galfret or galfrete. I don't know what the fuck how you pronounce it. But their their popular flagship product at the store is like this banana cake. That's awesome. It's like this banana cake with custard inside. And oh. I, think, I think it's yummy and all that. Oh, but that sounds good. It, it's good. But this this, this little guy is so good. So basically, it's a huge biscuit disc. And in between, there's this banana cream that's just oh. like soft and cloudy. And I want you to try this and eat this live on air. Oh, this and is just, g- I feel like this is going to ruin me forever. I'm like, oh, because well, this is like, those are like my favorite things. Banana cream, It's going to be amazing. So discs. like, I, I, I was surprised things. that this thing wasn't more popular because I went to the store and all they were pimping were like their cakes. Just, just tear it in the side. I'm doing there. it. Don't tell me how to do it. <laughs> and like, I had to go out of the way and ask them, like, do you guys sell those discs and things? And oh my god, it smells like real it, banana. It took a while. But uh, fun fact, these things, from the day you buy them, mm-hmm. all the products from the store, they will pass their best buy date within the week. Wow. So it's all very fresh. Fresh banana cream, oh, yeah. fresh everything. It's going to blow your fucking mind. But dude. this is April 16th, so... Uh... Yeah. 
Oh, so no, it says 2025. 20, 20, no, no, no. They put the year first. Oh, fucking. Yeah, 2016, April, 25th of April. So that's... Oh, these last a bit longer, but bit they're, longer, they're, they're, they're cakes. Sure. But their cakes don't last. That's confusing, long. man. I thought it was gonna last for another nine, nine <laughs> years. Okay, here we go. I'm trying this it's banana gonna, dildo. It's gonna blow. Go for it. Oh my god! Oh, hear that crunch. So crunchy. How good is that shit? Oh, really good. How good is that? Oh my god, I love that stuff. It's like banana crack. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I okay. <laughs> Have you heard of this service? I forgot what it's called. Um, Banana crack? No, no, French, French, because you probably can't get this in Singapore, right? Mm, you can, you can find places. Okay. They resell it. I mean, I, I don't see how they can do that without like having to go to the airport or go to Japan itself to mm. buy it. Yeah. But they resell it. I'm guessing That's they so buy it online. Yeah. No. Mm. The reason I said that is because friend of the show in Chua mm. uh, turned me on to this service. I forgot what it's called. I'll look <laughs> it up and it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Basically, what it is is like. It's an app, I think, or a website, and you just message people who are in the country of the place you want to get stuff from. Ah. And they're like, I want this, so bring this in. And they'd be like, sure. So if someone comes from Japan to Singapore, I could easily get more of these because I could eat these for the rest of my so, life. So, wait, wait, how would that be defined? So, like, you text someone who happens to be in Japan and from your country? Yep. Or, like, someone who's Japanese and is coming to Singapore for a holiday in a couple of days. Be oh, like, yo, go to the grocery store. Hook me up with some of these banana gaufs. It sounds like a strangely complicated system. But I'm guessing they arrange a meetup, or is it like a, like mail this to me or something? Or? Oh, it could be either. Yeah, either a meetup or... I don't know. I'll talk to Inge about it. Sounds strange. It, it just sounds like a forum. <laughs> a forum? Yeah, it just sounds like a forum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah interesting. It's like um, a black market. Uh, I, okay, it's... Uh, I, I want to talk about my, my trip to Japan, but it's it's so... So much to talk about, right? It's so difficult. So much happened. I really... This was... I've been to Japan a couple times in my life. Um, but this was the first time that I really got to immerse myself in, like, the real culture. Not so much, like, the temples like, and, like, the you serene... Actually got to, you actually got to, like, wear your kimono, walk around with the slippers, with the socks. <laughs> no, not so much. And have sex with, like, something. <laughs> Blow-up dolls. Yeah, but, probably. Uh, well... I, I was just able to really get in-depth with the culture over there, mm-hmm. like the youth culture especially. And wow, man. How did you get... Wait, hold on. <laughs> How did you get involved with the youth culture specifically? Okay, because... Wait, do you consider yourself a youth? Uh, sort of. So you're saying you just did the things that you would do? Sort of. Okay, then. Well, 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 okay. Um, I met up with uh, another friend of the show, Dwayne Tan. Uh-huh. And he has a cousin that lived in Tokyo, oh, um, cool, studying cool, there cool. Um, from Singapore. But he is extremely obsessed with Japanese culture, especially the Akiba culture. Uh-huh. And the Akiba culture is, I, I hope I'm not screwing this up to all you anime fans out there, <laughs> but I believe what the Akiba culture is, it's, it's, um, it centers around like mostly anime, manga, right. things around like really obsessive kind of stuff, you know? Um, and well, what's the difference between that and just a regular anime fan? What? Oh, how do you say MMA? Um, <laughs> I'm very confused. One's a fat guy who has <laughs> no, t-shirts no. that um, have crazy shit on it. So these guys will go all out. They get the figurines, the books. They go for signings. They go for right. events where like people dress up. Like they have models dress up as a character and stuff like that. And and, and they they just the level of obsession with that Immersion, culture. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. like Dwayne is like a Disney a t- exactly a exactly. Like how Dwayne, you uh, you will get him on the show eventually. But um, friend of the show, Dwayne Tan, yeah, he is 
very much obsessed of Disney culture. He goes out of his way to go for shows, cruises, trips, amusement mm. parks, everything. He yeah. loves it. Um, his cousin is that obsessed about like Akiba anime culture. Yeah. Um, and I think Akiba comes from like the root, the the place Akihabara. Okay, I think so. So, which is a town where all this it, is. Yeah, it's like in the the area. It's like the epicenter of the anime culture, and That's it's crazy. insane, dude. That's they crazy. have. Uh, so, so this this cousin that's obsessed with it, he also does the same thing where he resells stuff from ah, Tokyo. Uh-huh. So it'd be like, oh, this limited edition collector's figurine is coming in. I'll buy it for you, person from Singapore who really wants it, and wow. resell it to you at a profit because he can't get it anywhere else. So he does that. So he was did, able to explain a lot to me about the anime culture, the toy sure. culture, the... Did, sorry, I, the, I think you mentioned, but he, did he move there specifically to be a part of this Achibai culture or whatever? <laughs> no, he went to the study, but this was like a, on the side. Oh, so he's he just, still he just He just happened to be obsessed with it before he even went to Japan. Oh, wow. Because I don't know if you know this, but Singapore has a huge subsection of those people. A lot of Achibais. Yeah. <laughs> Akiba. Akiba. <laughs> okay. Not Achibais. Um... Even when you go for like the Comic Con, like the one that they have at Suntech every year, oh, yeah, 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 or MBS this last time. But even the comic one that we went to, yeah, let's go was quite okay. a lot of. Lots of- remember, remember those yeah. people that we saw dancing in a circle while they were playing Japanese DJ music? Those and they're guys going, really like, look like chibais. Yes, hi. yeah, 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 and like they're dancing to like Japanese techno and they're jumping and they know the dance moves uh-huh. and everything. Those are the people. There you go. Those are the people. I was able to just like kind of really immerse myself in it and kind of see what they see do what they do not do what they do but like just see what they they see smell how they smelled (laughs) they legit have eight story buildings Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of them in Akibahara Um, Akibahara yeah and it's like floor to floor just like all kinds of comics cartoons uh, souvenirs with these characters and they go from mild to extreme. And this is what I mean by mild by extreme. But on the mild side, you have video games, you have pencil boxes, you have comics of the characters. Mm-hmm. On the extreme part, you have bed sheets of them fully naked uh, getting penetrated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very dramatic shift. There's stuff like that in Disney too. Yeah. yeah. If you know if you know where to look. Yeah, yeah. And right right down the sweet spot, um, there is a whole floor of Yaoi comics. What's that? Y-A-O-I Yaoi It's when Straight women Read comics Or watch cartoons Mm -hmm. Of Homosexual activity Okie dokie Between two men And these two men They're not necessarily Gay I mean they They engage in the Gay behaviors But they are very Masculine Very strong men The characters in the books Yes So Legit There's a full floor In this Eight story building Of just comics Of dudes going at it you say, and they're, you say they're not gay? I'm confused. They're... Well, they're, I, yes. I guess because they're fucking each other, that makes them gay. Yeah, I think that's like rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, in list of like, how to be a good gay guy. Fucked in the First ass. one is enjoy sexual relations with another man. <laughs> then next is liking Barbara Streisand. Third is being very fashionable. Yes. Correct. But... <laughs> And four oh, is just being <laughs> sassy. Just but sassy. See, see, this whole floor, we uh, we were the only guys there. Everyone else on the floor was straight women. Just straight women. Straight women, because that's apparently that's a thing that they're into. They're 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 kind of um, the danger of it. Kind of excites them because mm-hmm. homosexuality isn't very prominent in Japan, not on the surface level at least. Sure. And 
um, something about two guys going at it feels dangerous to them and they enjoy kind of like, because, you know, first naked dudes. <laughs> sure. Two naked dudes. It makes you wonder, how do females view gay sex? They're just like, mm, <laughs> look at those penises. <laughs> like, I really wonder because, like, guy, I think guys... Lesbian porn That's is a thing, right? thing. I'm yeah. not a big fan of lesbian porn myself. But, but but it's a thing. It's a thing that that a lot of people are into, and they yeah, see definitely. two girls going at it. Like they say that. Yeah. I don't know. I need a penis proxy. But like when, but I think the, the s- same way how the yardstick for whether you're gay is if you enjoy gay sex. Um, inversely, yeah, I think you know you're straight when like even the thought of it kind of like grosses you out a little bit. I guess that's a bit extreme, though. Okay, well, I, I will say this. I, th- I think I, I am very much. I mean, we've made our stance clear on the show several times. Yeah, we are very much pro, super pro like, LGBT. Like we, you know, do what you want to do. I don't care. It's all love, and you should be able to do what you want. But I, I care. The, f- I care so much that I want you to do it. <laughs> yeah, but the thought of gay sex still kind of grosses me out. Yeah, to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's I like I think any straight guy who even glances upon gay porn for like two seconds just goes a bit like ah, like. Yeah, yeah. There's like a uh, a reactionary. Yeah, like, it's almost like a gag reflex. You know, you, yeah. Like you see those parts. <laughs> Can't even talk about it. What are you five <laughs> like, years like, old? No, you see like, a dick <laughs> penetrating a male asshole. <laughs> when you see those parts, just like it just doesn't... and then you go, I don't want that to happen to my asshole. I don't know. Like I, I completely condone it, but I never want to see it. Yeah. Um. So I always wonder, like, how do girls view that? Because, like, yeah, obviously it's different from girl to girl, right? But I, I but like, is it, is, it, is it the feeling? Same, but is, is it the that, same thing where, like, yeah, guys are attracted to lesbian sex and very turned off by guy? Mm, good gay, question. Gay sex. I think the so, interesting question is, what do girls think when they watch lesbian porn? Because I feel like they don't have nearly as uh, as an adverse reaction on the whole yeah. as guys to watching gay porn. Like, even if I see a thumbnail, yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's that's that. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like for them to like it. How is he not vomiting? <laughs> Just, no, I mean, I'm, I understand enough that yeah. like those are gay gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, enjoy each other's. Yeah. What are we talking about? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, that's one thing. Japan is fucking weird. All right, this happens. Oh, we do when that you, when we, we start talking that. about Japan. Things get weird because Japan is really freaking weird. Japan is like the Florida of the world, but like less violent. It's so strange. And Nikki's barking again. Oh my dog! S- s- <sighs> bark, bark. Um, I can't be bothered to fix that. It's fine. It's um, fine. But yeah, it's 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 crazy. I know people. It's it's a very popular stance. You know, Japan is crazy. Um, but something about this trip. I, it's not so much the craziness. It's more like it's just the strangeness of the place. Like it's it, the, it, it, every. I can't even talk because so many things, almost on a daily basis, I saw things that boggled my mind or sure. things that I just didn't understand. Okay. Give us one thing of that, and then we have to talk about food, and then we can probably save the rest for another time. Okay, well, because we have to talk about Japanese food for a show. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um. Ooh, I, I I don't know, man. It's. The fetishes, the subcultures, the everything. It's so hard it's like where to... Where do you start? Yeah, I don't know where to start. Okay, I, I wrote some few things. Um, I wrote here, and to all Japanese listeners, if any of this offends you, I'm sorry. But you, but y'all weird. <laughs> y'all weird. And you know that. So I, I, love I, you for it. I, I typed this out, and this I might regret saying this, but okay. Japan did some fucked up shit in the past. This is like a journal entry. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Japan did some fucked up shit in the past. 
but now they're all about technology and innovation and being amazing and details and making sure that every one of those details is done to its fullest extent. I feel like all of their crazy got transferred into these like uh, this obsessive behavior. These like when they when they go into something, they go all out. <laughs> you know, like when they went into war, it wasn't just conquer the country; it's conquer and rape everybody. Thus, Nanking. You know. So same way with all these new things that they're going into technology, uh, the the this this um the sex working industry, um, uh, food, whatever it is, they really go all out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very obsessive culture. Very focused. They're very focused and obsessive and, like, culture. Have honor and shit. That's that's kind of what I got out from a lot of this trip. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're into anime, well, you're gonna be really into anime. <laughs> yeah, like. We're going to go all out, like bed sheets with naked women kind of. It, it becomes your whole personality, I feel. Yeah. Um, and with food, you know, when they want to go, when they want to do something, they make sure they do it the best way possible and they go all out. Every little detail, like new technologies to make experiences more like holistic. Mm-hmm. Like they're just so obsessive, you know, and you, and you go and you look at the snacks, the packaging, how every little detail, like it might taste like shit, but no, the way that they great. package this it, one does. <laughs> like they package things in a nice box with ribbons and beads and shit. It's such an obsessive culture, and it's, and that level of obsessiveness is just fascinating to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it carries over a lot to like a bit of nationalism as well, like where, um, I think that obsessive culture was born out of being highly nationalistic. Okay. Like having pride in your country, having yeah, yeah. pride in the way that you do things, um, to the point where you have so much faith in your king that you would do the messed up shit they did in the war like kamikazes like yeah and again non-king um yeah and the, the yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot of things especially the philippines but yes yeah so it's like it, it, it's kind of crazy to see it, I, a lot of it i didn't understand finding a dustbin in tokyo is the hardest fucking thing to do yet mm-hmm. the streets are spotless not even a cigarette butt in sight Huh. Yeah. How's that? How, how? They just, they're just, they're so proud of the fact that their nation streets are clean that they will take, go the extra mile just and bring carry the trash their, home. Yeah, bring yeah. their trash back home. It's a very normal thing. I thought it was like you throw a cigarette butt and like some kind of robotic no, no, arm no, no, comes no, no, up no. from the street, None grabs it. None of that. There's so many times in a day where I would be carrying a bag of trash and going, I really want to fucking throw this right now, but there's nowhere to throw it. Mm. But that's because in Singapore, there's like a dustbin every two every meters. Five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in Japan, they it's just second nature. I'm, I'm going to take this back home and throw it in my allotted garbage and separate it nicely. That's so interesting. Wait, wait, going back to what you were saying about food, I, f- I find it interesting because like, I feel like in a way, Singapore is kind of similar in that people will spend their whole – in both countries, people will spend their whole lives working on a dish and yeah. or cooking that dish. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, from what I've seen from all the videos and foodie shit I watch, yeah. it's like the Japan people really care about making it the best that they can. Yeah. Right. Whereas Singaporeans, I, I feel like they just make it. Is that is that is that is that a fair assessment? I don't know. I, I okay. I think it's very hard to say. I just know that in Japan, especially um, p- parts of it like Kyoto and Osaka, mm-hmm. the attention paid to food very high. Right. Very very high. It's very hard to find a bad meal. Maybe Tokyo, maybe, but it's very hard to find a bad meal in places like Kyoto, Osaka. Um, I believe they call it. Uh, what is it? Something cuisine. Um, the word escapes me. Mm-hmm. But the way of food in those parts of Japan, it's almost like a religion. It's like sacred. It's yeah, it's sacred. That's like awesome. they, and they, is, they it, refuse to be anywhere 
below average. And like, K- there's no like KFC, McDonald's, right? It's, well, I mean, they, 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 they well. have those chains. It's just that, like, even when you go to a place in the train station that serves a thing of curry rice, yeah, it will be worth every penny because yeah. the detail that they pay to the food, even when it's cheap as hell, is That's so awesome. high. It's, I mean, it's, well, it's motherfucking motherfucking Jiro's in the subway, so yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of Jiro. Um, I went to a omakase sushi meal. Oh. Yeah, the kind where like you're just sitting in front of the sushi chef and like that's a hard word to say, sushi chef. Um, sushi chef. Uh, you just sit in front of them and they serve you piece by piece. Yeah, that little plate there that they place it on, right? Yeah, and it was such an experience, man. I, I went with that. two other friends. I love that. And we sat down and we were feeling kind of like intimidated because it was like. Did you bow? Uh, sort of. Yeah. There was three of us sitting there, and then like right at our eye level are these sushi chefs. Sure. And they barely speak English, but they're like you know, kind of quiet because they don't speak English. And it was just kind of tough because it, the first sit down it just felt kind of cold and scary. Right. There's this man who's not speaking Lots to me, holding bamboo, a knife in I front imagine. of me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he just cracked a joke, like saying, "You're from Singapore." Then he uses his knife as like a golf clubbing. <laughs> yeah. And he's got that for every country. <laughs> sure, that's amazing. Yeah, but um yeah, it, it was it was so much it was so much fun. It was such an experience. It was so friendly, very welcoming. Uh the it, sushi to me has always just been like kind of like, you know, it, it is what it is. It's fish on rice with a touch of wasabi. Um <laughs> Yeah. But the attention to detail that they paid each yeah. portion and I guess like uh, part of it is also the fact that you see it kind of construct being constructed right in front of your face mm-hmm. but the the level of detail is crazy like okay they served up this mackerel sushi mm-hmm. mackerel pretty you know on, on terms of like the fish mm-hmm. scale not that high up yeah um but what do you do is it just a little thing of rice just a perfect amount of vinegar a little dab of wasabi on it puts the mackerel there puts a dab of crushed garlic right in between a crushed fold garlic. that he cut and then he, a little, like, just the slightest uh, brush. brush of uh, some sauce that I guess was, like, soy, teriyaki, something. Something. Holy fuck! And then he he, he, uh, he squeezes a, little, a touch of lime on it. Nice. And, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, for those of you... bite was mind-blowing. Yeah, for those of you out there who've watched the documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi, you know what we're talking about. If, it's if you haven't, like that, yeah. go watch it, because it's awesome. But it's it, like... Really, yeah, because, I mean, try to think about what... And, again, I've never done a proper, proper omokase, but it's just, like... It's an experience. Again, it's like there's simple things, but it's like the detail that goes into it. Like the temperature of your of the of the chef's hands is enough to warm the rice and the fish to the right temperature, and uh, yeah, the sauce that they put and stuff, and the progression from the first piece yeah. they give you to the last. Yeah, it was mind blowing, dude. It was mind blowing, and then they had this sea urchin. Oh, it's the best uni. uni. Okay, I'm not a fan of uni. I love uni. I'm not a fan of uni because it's kind of like the same reason why I'm not a big fan of oysters. I hate that aftertaste of the ocean. The briny. kind of like that. Yeah, and uni's kind of always had that for me. I get that it's sweet and all that, but you know, I can't. Do the, I can't do the aftertaste. It's it's tangy to and each, sour to and each weird. their own. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but this place, uh, this okay, I went to a place called Kyube, uh, and they had uni sushi. Mm-hmm. And when it came, because it's omakase, I don't really get to choose. When it finally came, I'm like, oh no! All right, fine. I guess I'll eat it. <laughs> and holy fuck, Whole it was thing, right? it was like butter. It was like butter. The 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 grade of uni that they yeah, used like so fucking high that there was like no aftertaste. It was just sweet, sweet rice, vinegar, seaweed, everything. Yeah, that's how it should taste. It it was amazing. It's never tasted like that to me before, and it was amazing. And then 
days later, I found out that this place, Kube, is where they invented unisushi. Oh, go yeah. figure. Like the the, the where's Kube? It's it. Ginza. I've never even heard of that. Ginza. Well, it's it's kind All of like no. it's kind of like um, Jiro before Jiro dreams of sushi. Oh, he's like he was Jiro before Jiro was Jiro. No, no, no. As in like it's the place. It's very well renowned. In Japan, but because it doesn't have its own documentary. That's the only reason why <laughs> right. it's not famous. But, like, in terms of standard... And you were able just... to get a table, like, not a week in advance or whatever. You just... No, no. That's the thing. Like, their, res- their reservations aren't as high because people don't know the- about them as much. Right, that's awesome. But in terms of standard, they're right on par. All right. Um, let me know. Next, when I go to Japan, you gotta let me know. I want to go there. It was amazing. And it was cheap. Well, it wasn't cheap, cheap. But in terms of, like, the standard that you get... Compared to, say, Singapore and there, mm. easily paid, like, four times less than oh, I would have man, in Singapore. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, also, first time eating uh, live shrimp. Oh, really? Oh, is yeah. it also wriggling and shit? Yeah. That's crazy. They killed it right on the spot, and then they Still took out its meat, in. put it on the rice, and it was, like, pulsing. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, and because I was using my hands to eat the sushi, yeah. um, I, I, I picked it up, it pulsed in my hand, and I was like, I, I, I put it back down, and I was like, I need that. No, <laughs> you waited for it to stop pulsing. No, I just, I just, it? I just couldn't. Like, I didn't mind like eating it when it was moving, but something about touching it and feeling that pulse, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! It was like, just like it gave me life. It gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So I had to eat it my chopsticks in the end because I just it's like a mini version of old boy for you. Oh my god! Yeah, like I just like, even now when I think of it, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It just freaks <laughs> me out because that feeling of something pulsing in your fingertips mm. right before you eat it it was almost like i picked up a fucking hamster and just went like oh that's crazy yeah yeah you know, there's a restaurant in new york called jubaco a couple years ago they had a similar kind of controversy where like they would do li- lobster mm. like live oh like it would just like it would be alive and they'd like rip its like exoskeleton off and then here you go here's your food and yeah people, americans couldn't take that yeah very few people can face the truth behind their food. Sure. Like, they'd rather just have a burger as opposed to, like, say, go to Chinatown for chicken rice or because they the hang bone. their chicken from, like, at, by the head. You know, they don't like seeing the reality of the food. Yeah. That's why, like, processed food is so popular because, you know. It's like, it's like magic. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you go to a butcher and they don't display the cow's head, you know, <laughs> but every other fucking part of it yeah, that's fair. kind of like strange red shapes but yeah you take it out of context though like i remember when i did anatomy class in college and it was like i was like oh wow the muscles of this cat are exactly the same as the muscles of a person which are exactly the same as the muscles on like a chicken i'm like oh now i see it all come together yeah (laughs) and that feel that's a weird feeling like now when i eat like a chicken wing i'm like oh that's like an ulna yeah it's very hard to like morally it's very hard to morally reconcile with like being a meat eater i think it's i think it's, it's fine i think it's good to be conscientious about it though like like uh, for example i always tell my friends no i don't always tell my friends because it's a stupid thing to do there's this documentary called oh now i forgot what it's called there's a documentary huh food inc not food inc though but similar it was like it was a big documentary about like meat factories and but basically factory farming yeah but what what it's basically like you should i think it's called i forgot it's called humans or something like that i forgot Uh but it's like earthlings earthlings it is called earthlings let me just double check that right right and it's just a documentary about like what it is to be a carnivore and it's it's um narrated by joaquin phoenix it's interesting i feel like (laughs) of course it should right (laughs) i feel watch it it's on youtube watch it and then after that if you want to continue being an omnivore a carnivore 
then better for you. So at least you know what's kind of going on. Yeah, no, I, I'm honestly one YouTube video away from being vegetarian. <laughs> Have you seen Earthlings? No. This will turn you. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very easily turned because I'm just teetering on that moral edge. You know? Yeah. Well, because like, every been... time, every time I think about it, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. It's like the kind of thing where it's like, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Bill Cosby in the '80s right now. If someone mm. just told me to stop. I probably would, but see, I'm I'm a I'm a freight train just so one fork in the road of life <laughs> is raping animals like Bill Cosby. Yes, the other one's being a vegetarian. Yeah, I'd rather rape the animals. All right. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, totally fair, totally fair. Because I've never been an animal guy. I'm just like, eh, you're food, you're a pet, but you're not food. But oh no, I'm very. I I find it very difficult to reconcile that. I won't. I, I a part of me always kind of toys with the idea of just one day going vegetarian. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge of being vegetarian, though, is like not eating meat. No, not having to talk about it. Oh, like people <laughs> ask you why you're vegetarian. Like yeah. that stuff. Like that part of it seems very tiring to me. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, vegan shit. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, do you have anything for what you've been? Uh, yeah, I always do. Yeah. Um. I mean, okay, the, I'll tell more stories of Japan as the week. Yeah, we'll on. make an ongoing segment. Ongoing series. But yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so this week I would like to talk about the idea of bucket lists. Uh, I feel like words that end with a T and you have to pluralize them are hard. P's as well. Crisps. Crisps. Yeah, that's anything a, that's, that's an plosive. S-P-S. A plosive. Any plosive is hard. Crisps. Wrists is a hard one. Oh, look, honey, all the guests are here. Guests. Wrists. Anyway. The guests uh, slits their wrists. Oh, well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Keep that one. Um, I want to talk about bucket lists because I knocked something off my bucket list a couple uh, weeks ago. Uh, Nathan, since you've been gone, I, I bought us tickets to Bon Iver, and then you were like, fuck Bon Iver, Japan. I can breathe for the first time. That's not Bon Iver. That's... Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you. Now that's... I get... I get what I want. That's Kelly Clarkson. Since you've been gone, <laughs> since you've been gone, yeah. I watched Bon Iver. Uh I went with friend of the show, Ince Chua, had a wonderful time, hey, hey. and been meaning to watch Bon Iver for the longest time. It's been on my bucket list, knocked it off, and it was a great show. Aww. And it was cool because Inch was like, "Oh, I saw, I saw him at Bonnaroo once, or some, one of those outdoor festivals." And oh, he I saw him at Bonnaroo before he was big. You know, back <laughs> no, but her in thing, her thing was that he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, bon is the band, by the way. Justin Vernon is the guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was an awesome concert. Um, had a great time. Uh, but I was telling Inch because she was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't very good. But I was like, oh, I think because you watched it in daytime and outdoors at a festival. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really Translate. help. And she was like, maybe. And then we watched it. She was like blown away more than I was even. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. That's um, Yeah. So fuck that concert was so good. It's been a while. It's been a little while, so I'm trying to like remember what happened. Yeah, trying to remember what happened. He played um oh this you'll enjoy this little anecdote. Uh, so his big song, even for the you guys don't know, uh, for those you don't know quite know what it is, you probably have heard the song Skinny Love. Yeah, that was kind of his big song about ten years ago. God damn, time flies. Um, and it, traditionally it's done just him and the guitar, like that's how it is on the album. So. Uh, his very, very last song of the main set was Skinny Love. He got his little metal guitar and started performing it. Just him. The whole band left. Dobro. Totes. What? That's that's what it's called. Dobro. Oh, okay. I thought you were calling me bro. And you're like, <laughs> that was dope, bro. I was like, totes, dobro. And then... Uh, and then he played along. People were into it. Everyone was like singing along. And then they started trying to clap along. And they... Oh, yeah. Did they clap on the one and three? Not only that... 
Some people were clapping on the two and four. So it basically just became this the whole time. <laughs> Come on, Oh jeez! Yeah, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's the one and three. That's in- literally what interesting. Like, ah, one and three. One and three. Stop it! Stop it! Two I've told four, the audiences man. to stop clapping before. Yeah, you you just stop the song. Yeah, yeah. I like, y'all it. fucking me up. No, like I legit. I would start a song, and then like when they start clapping, like four bars into it, I'm like, okay, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate the effort, and this is something I've done at least five times now. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but. I don't want this to be a clap off that trails awkwardly away and then no one knows when to start back. So how about this? I'll cue you guys when to start towards the end of the song. (laughs) That way we're hype all the way through as opposed to when do I start again? This is a funny (laughs) sketch idea. It's like, just like, this is just something I fucking do because it just, it just makes the show better for myself. That's what makes sense. It's a little bit selfish, but it's it's like, like, let me just break the fourth wall for a second, you guys. And let me just, let me just step out of the moment. So let me give you a little. T- <laughs> That's how we're gonna do it. It makes the show easier for me because I don't have to like think about when they start right awkwardly trailing off. I'm like, oh, oh, they lost. They don't like you. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, skin and love, just <laughs> just like that. I was just like, oh, oh. Like if you guys go on YouTube and search uh, "Skinny Loves Singapore," you'll hear the awkwardness. Oh, jeez, was it was it even like? At least on time, though. Uh, you be the judge when you watch it. It was oh. pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That's a pity. And there's like a there's a really cool performance of that song on Colbert where it's not even just two and four. They just clap on the two, or they go yeah. they go da dum dang, da dum da dum dang. It's it's really cool. So that's how I think the song should be percussed. But some people, I man, the rhythm is not going to get them. They're non Gloria Stefan. Oh, but towards the end of the song, he just totally stopped playing guitar and just sang, and it was the greatest thing. Oh, Watch on YouTube; it's great. I'll post the video in the show notes. Wish I was there, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, I, <laughs> but you weren't, and yeah. I was with Inch, and that was a pretty cool night. That's awesome. Um, so I want to talk about the idea of bucket lists. Bucket list. Do you have a bucket list? Okay, first of all, bucket list made popular from the movie The Bucket List. Morgan Freeman and, and Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. The idea is like these are the things you want to do before you kick the bucket. So Bonavere song that John Mayer did for that movie. What was it again? Say what you mean to say. Say what you mean to say. Say what you mean to say. Beautiful um, backing track. Mm-hmm. Like this, oh, so, so good. That's pretty crazy because since we started this podcast, you can keep going with that. It's pretty fun to talk over. Since we started this podcast, I've knocked a couple things off of my bucket list. Recently, it was Bonavere. And last year, I went on the trip to New York and Alaska, and that was Louis C.K. live. Yeah. Seeing a whale. That was pretty cool. Northern Lights, for sure. Um, taking class at the UCB. And seeing the Milky Way with my naked eyes. I said what I need to say already. Say what you mean to say. Whatever. So, a couple of things on my bucket list. And you guys, this would be so cool if you guys would uh, write us in on Twitter or Facebook patreon anywhere uh what's us, on your what's bucket, on your bucket list? list so here's a couple of things that are left on mine um <coughs> excuse me uh, i mean i have some cliched things like go to paris go to old trafford go to spain fall in love with an irish girl yeah i really want to fall in love with an irish girl. finger a taller man skydive sorry, sorry, no, no, sorry that was a typo i was supposed to say taylor man okay because I, I think skydive like paris have sex with brooke shields Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a typo. That's supposed Climb. to say Jake Shields. Okay, Spain. He's a character from somewhere. Climb Mount Agung. What's that? That's in Bali. Oh, okay. And jerk 
off Joss Sweden. Yep. All if right. that's what it'll have me do. No, that's that's all that's all that's all very very realistic goals, I think. Yeah, no. It's actually work with Joss Whedon. You, in front of the camera, behind the camera, around the camera, jerking him off. Whatever it takes to work with Joss Whedon, I want to do it before he or I die. Yeah. Do you have work, anything on your bucket list? Work on Joss Whedon. Hey, work, work. <laughs> um, like Rihanna. <laughs> that song is just her losing <laughs> the ability to enunciate. <laughs> that song is just... If you listen to the song like once through, right? The first chorus is work, 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 work. And the second chorus is... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and the third chorus is wah, 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 wah. it's like oh, come on and enunciate sing the title of the song um uh where was i well you're oh, yeah, on your bucket, bucket list, bucket list. <laughs> if you have one it'll even uh, I, I don't have a bucket list per se i have things in life that i want to do but they're not really on the list because i just feel like i will eventually do them because I'm I'm kind of like geared that way, mm-hmm. where like if I want to do something, I will eventually come around to doing it. Yeah, but um, there's things that you don't like. For example, like actually taking class at UCB shouldn't have been on my bucket list because that's something I was going to do and I should yeah. do for my career. But like things that like the idea with a bucket list is like if you're on your deathbed and you're like, oh, I should have, I, uh, I should have done, done that, I should have done that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really plan a lot. Um, but I guess broad strokes, the things that are default always on my bucket list. Um, and and. Mostly because I haven't done them yet, of course. Uh, skydiving, go yep. to space, and um, sell out a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hopefully in that order. Nice. Yeah. Because um, that'd be fucked up if you did it in any other order. No. Nah, that'd be totally fine. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? It'd be totally fine. Um, it's like, like if you're going to be like, oh, Nathan, we've sold out a stadium for you tomorrow, but I haven't gone skydiving yet. <laughs> exactly. It's the best way, it's the best logical progression. See, fair, I skydive, and then like I'm addicted to that feeling of, rush. of high places, so I, I, I progress into space travel. Yep. And then I will discover and colonize a new planet, oh. and then I will hold a stadium show there. You build a stadium. What do we to build a yes, stadium? I'll build the stadium. Mm. And then I'll sell out Mars. That's that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That'll be good. I'll be there for that one, hopefully. Second person to do it since Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, experience zero gravity is one of my bucket lists. Oh, and get a tattoo is something I knocked off of my bucket list. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's cool. Nothing. That's all I want to talk about. Guys, if you have anything on your bucket list you want to talk about, send it in. We'll talk about it next week. I think and the, yeah, the, the idea of a bucket list is kind of interesting. Only be, I don't know. Like, it, it's... So, it, it never really occurred to me to make one, only because usually when you I, thought you have so much life ahead of you. I just think when I want to do something, uh, f- hopefully, you know, one day it will happen if I just kind of, you know, the whole secret thing, like kind of will. It. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But like, but the, just the bucket, of, like, list is just yeah, keep track yeah, of it. A, yeah, keep track of it. It really makes or like if it was like deal with the or fact like of your or, mortality though. I haven't seen the movie, but like I think what it does in the movie is like okay, they both found out they're gonna die, so they set about doing this. Yeah. So yeah, they, they meet. Like, they meet in a hospital, then they're both terminally ill. So yeah, but so like for example, if I was like, hey Nathan, you have six months to live. What are you gonna do? Cry for four and a half months, <laughs> then what? If, like, honestly... And, here, if, and here's a million dollars. Like, full honesty. Um, if I had six months left to live, I'll probably spend those six months making as much music as I can, just That's so I cool. can leave it behind. Um, also, because I work very well when I have that kind of pressure. <laughs> and, you know, what bigger pressure is there than 
you know, there's nothing after that. So you book,、um, a, book a stadium for five、uh, months, 30 no, days? Not even that. You know, I'll just spend a lot of time in the studio, I feel. Because, like, I think, can you imagine if you had six months le- left to live? Like, the perspective that you will have on life during those six months, that's writing gold, man. Yeah. Well, actually, with that in mind, if you guys haven't yet, I definitely recommend reading the last lecture by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> What? Robert Pereira, something, something? Robert Pereira? Robert Pausch, I think his name is. The last lecture. Have you not read this book? It's a no, great book. Not, I have not read it. It's exactly that. It's this college professor who is very, very popular. And he knows he's going to die. And he found out he was going to die. So he wrote this book、um, called The Last Lecture. And the, I, I, I've only read it once, but I have a copy. I've been meaning to go back to it.、Uh, Randy Pausch is his name. Sounds amazing.、Uh, by all means, check it out. There's some things on YouTube as well. Definitely worth a look. I'll put it in the show notes.、Yeah. I mean, it's, it's terribly heartbreaking, but like to think about those last few months that you have on earth, like the perspective that you, that you have on life is unlike anything else. You yeah, know, but you, also- no longer, you no longer, I feel that you no longer live through your own eyes. Yeah. You know? You're、yeah. looking at life from the like, outside. How hard is it? I mean, I mean, obviously, you never know, but like, you、yeah. could put yourself in that mindset, right? It'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still create the work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just think it's a very interesting feeling to be living life outside of life's own eyes, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't see your life as, oh, I'm worrying about the next thing.、Mm. It's more so, what is, what's the next thing for all of us? I feel like that's what that perspective would be like. You know, you view life as a whole as opposed to、mm-hmm. my own life, because、mm-hmm. my own life is not a thing that's going to happen for very much longer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> Death talk with John and Nathan. <laughs> Huh. Alright, well, that's, that's what we've been up to this week. <laughs> that's what we've been up to.、Uh, Fuck you, Japan. Look what you did. Fuck this up. <laughs> Are we playing outro music? Ah,、uh, nah. Nah.、Um, Fuck. Yeah, spe- speaking of、um, Japan again,、uh, I wrote a lot this trip. Like, Ooh, nice. I, I, I wrote a lot of just like, stuff, melodies, ideas, r- phrases,、uh, like,、uh, what do you call it?、Um, stream of consciousness, just thoughts. Some useful shit, man. And, like, I. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, like, the whole time I was thinking, like, is it because I haven't recorded a podcast in two weeks? <laughs> It's possible. Is、hey. it because I haven't recorded a podcast in two weeks that I suddenly have all, this, all these thoughts that I feel need to be put down somewhere as opposed to, you know, like, usually after doing a podcast or two, I'm just, just kind of like drained. You <laughs> know? I can't be fucked to create anything else. Uh oh. Is the podcast getting away of the creation of new music? I don't know, man. I'm kind of、mm. debating with that, but I, I choose not to bend to that. I think the creativity is limitless. Yeah, I think choose, it ought to be. Yeah. yeah. The, I think the creativity is limitless if you just keep pushing that boundary. Yeah,、know? exactly. I feel like, actually, will, I feel like、yeah. the more I do, the more creative I am. Like, I've never been more exhausted in my life in this. Yeah. Period when I've been doing improv and this、yeah. and photography, and blah, 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 blah. but I feel very creatively juice flowy. Yeah, juice flowy. Like, the, the, like, I was writing like a madman in Japan, which is very refreshing. I bet none of I, it was any good though. So, um, there's that side of it. It got some interesting things. There you there. go. Um, but but that's what a holiday is for. Yeah, especially your for mind, artists. Clear your mind, I guess. To experience a new culture, clear your mind, and get more into it. That's why、yeah. my fucking leave to New York from work got rejected. Now I feel like I'm like, ah, I need to get out of here. I need to go on a holiday. <laughs> yeah. So that's annoying.、Uh, yeah. But definitely、eh. a lot of writing, a lot of thinking, a lot of interest. Introflection. Not a word. It's introspection. Introspective reflection. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Introspective reflection. Awesome. 
Okay, <laughs> after all that death talk and stuff, shall we play a game then? Game! Excellent. Uh, Nathan, do you know what's happening uh, next week on the Ooh. 17th, I want to say? Um, yes, um, I have no guesses. It is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, hardy, 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 And with that in mind, I would like to play the rotten, t- not the rotten tomatoes game, but the rotten potatoes game. So this is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. You guys know how to play along. I will. I have a list of movies here for Nathan to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. Can I say this? The last time I was properly drunk, <laughs> like shit-faced, puking, was it can't in function by myself, was on St. Patrick's Day in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong? In Hong Kong. St. Patrick's Day in Hong Kong was on a bit of a holiday. And this was... How long ago was this? I, this was, if not three, then four years ago. Okay. That was the last time I got majorly shit hammered. Like hammered. Off of green Guinness? No. Well, I didn't drink that much. So I don't know. I, I'm of sure all I've, green Guinness? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I've said this on the show a bunch of times, but I'm not a drinker. Total lightweight. Total lightweight. That night, all I had was a bottle of Carlsberg mm-hmm. and a champagne. Wow. You yeah. pussy. And I was, <laughs> I was out. I puked on the streets. I couldn't open my eyes. I took like an hour long shower afterwards. That's correct, correct. I was in the airport and I couldn't function. Yeah, we had a flight to catch like directly after. Sure. Yeah. So St. Patty's, that's what. That's yeah, what it's about, good man. times, crazy. memories. Wouldn't did you have any crazy St. Patty's in Boston? It must have been really crazy. Well, yeah, Not I, really. I didn't drink. I, I mean, like the little bit that I did drink already. I drank even less in Boston right. because people there don't really like pressure you the way people here do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, music school, man. Tolerance. Oh, love. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, I have nine films here. What? What's? What? How much? How would you score it? Ten per. Ten what? per movie. So you, you have, have to get a score of ninety. Yeah, at least. Ninety. That seems high. Well, Is that good? I don't know. Shit, you. It's my game, I guess. It's your game. Five points either way, right? Eh, let's make it interesting. Let's make it 70 then. That's so hard. 70? Of, out of, of nine movies? Yeah. Okay, fine. 90. Like, the more, the easier. Yeah, the more, the easier. Yeah. That's why I thought 90 was too easy for you. 90 is tough. Okay, fine. Trust me. So, okay, guys, if this is your first time hearing the game, the way it works is that I read out a movie. Nathan will guess what the rating is via the uh, internet aggregating website Rotten Tomatoes. So, for example, if John asks, uh, what is the rating for Toy Story 2? Mm-hmm. And he says fifty, mm-hmm. and the real number is eighty. So John scores thirty, 30 points. points. And just like in golf, you want to keep your score as low as possible. Yeah, is it right. more banana? Biscuit? Yeah, I'm gonna eat that later. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Oh, no, Thank no, you for your gift, but don't touch it. I'll oh, kill you. Oh, no, uh, I love it so much. Um, it's a chocolate version. <laughs> so this movie is all stuff to do with Ireland, and because. Nathan doesn't know films such as like My Left Foot or In the Name of the Father. Or, uh, basically, early Daniel Day Lewis movies were all set and set and based in Ireland. Yeah, uh, I had to get a little creative. So uh, I'll take a couple shots in the dark. I don't mind, <laughs> but I, you're gonna have to anyway. But let's see what we got here. All right. The first movie uh, is perhaps the greatest movie on the Leprechaun list. starring Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I didn't put those. I, I forgot. I, what? I, I made my I you did not put that. No, but you already know, right? It's like 13 or something. I mean, I don't know, but I, that movie, how could you leave it no, out? No. That's like leaving like Shawshank Redemption on a prison movie. This is true. No, truly one of the greatest movies I've, probably one of my favorite movies, top five movies 
uh, one of my favorite musicals, kind of. Uh, Once. What was the Rotten Tomatoes score given to Once? Have you seen Once? Oh, yeah, the Irish. Did you see it more than once? I've I've seen Once once. I've seen Once about once, 20 20 (laughs) times. (laughs) More than Once. You've seen Once twice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be such a quince. Okay. Okay. um, Fallen Slowly. Yeah, man. Into telling me your score. Okay, Once. Great soundtrack. I don't know if I love the film that much. Love it. Love it. It was it was cool. It was interesting at the time. Like it was it was a new kind of film, I guess, because they were like a real life band, and this was like a fictional story. It's not a sort of semi biographical, odd kind thing. of. It's it's it, a great film if you guys yeah, have yeah, watched yeah. it. It was like it was like Spinal Tap. If it, Spinal Tap was dramatic, was and romantic. dramatic and romantic and highly deep, <laughs> yeah, and completely non fictional. Um, I, f- I still feel like 90 is too much of a cushion for you. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. people enjoyed this movie. Sure did. I know it was nominated for like a Grammy or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's It won an Oscar. Go. <laughs> oh, no. congratulations once. Uh, let's go with 83%. All right. Once got 97. Woo! Fuck, they love this movie. Woo! So okay, that's fourteen. Do the points. maths. Fourteen points. Boom. Fourteen wow. points so far. That's quite a distance. It's, yeah, but that's just still within the mar- I, no, almost within the margin. No, it's harder than, than than you think. Yeah. Okay. Next movie, Braveheart. Ah, Mel I know what you're thinking. That <laughs> everyone in the movie is Scottish, but my favorite character in this movie is Irish, and he's like, "These are your people." Yes, I told you, it's my island. I yeah, love that they're guy. all the same, and plus they're all the same. Melissa just, Gibson. Very clear white people with red hair. Okay, Braveheart. Um, by Melissa Gibson Esquire. I always get Braveheart mixed with Dragonheart. Okay, one's got dragons. Yeah. One does not. Yeah, but see, I always think Braveheart's the one with dragons for some reason. I am the last one <laughs> it wasn't to Mel, have a Braveheart. Wasn't Mel Gibson in a movie of dragons? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Who was the star of Dragonheart? The star of Dragonheart was Dennis Quaid. Ah, right. Yes. See, because Dennis created Mel Gibson, kind of interchangeable for me. One's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Dennis. Quaid. And one likes. Yeah, fucking stop talking about sugar tits. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. Um. Okay. I think people like this at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, did uh, well. Nominated very for iconic, a bunch of Oscars. Yeah. Very iconic speech. This is before Mel Gibson was uh, hated by the entire world. And before the Beaver, directed by by Mel Gibson, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I mean it's no what women want, you know, but in, it's and respectable. What movie. is, yeah, you know. Uh, let's say eighty nine percent. Ooh, close, but not close enough. Seventy eight. Fucking tit. All right, that's a nine point thing, right? Yeah. Is it? Would you say eighty nine? One, two, three, four, five, it's eleven. Six, seven, eight. 11 points. Mathematics. 11 yeah, points. Damn yeah, it. You make our Asian ancestors sad. I bring dishonor to the family. <laughs> uh, next film is one of two films in this list that I actually have never seen, but I've, it's been meaning to watch this for ages. It mm. must be a very good film. Hunger, starring Michael Fassbender. You heard of this film? No. It's about uh, some IRA people who get put in jail and they go on a hunger strike. And oh, when was this out? This was uh, two, relatively recently, two thousand seven. Like I want to say really? two thousand eight. 
Oh, I feel like I've seen all of Michael Fassbender's more obscure shit, but turns out I haven't. Oh, we gotta watch this then. It's supposed to be obscure really shit. good. Uh, directed by Steve McQueen, the same director that directed um, what was 12 that? Years a Slave. What was that other I'm movie that he did that was like one word that was about like a sex addict? Oh, um, uh, I know what you're talking about, but you see his dick in it. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. I'll look it up. Like While you crave or lust or some shit. It was, like you, another, it was like another one word title like, and he also did Frank which was a fucking depressing movie yeah. um, anyway Hunger Michael Fassbender okay um, I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark here Michael Fassbender very well respected actor You usually does a pretty good job critic darling because he, you know he's so tortured and mysterious and dreaming in his job <laughs> indeed um, hmm, Hunger this sounds like the kind of movie that like not that many critics weighed in on anyway, so it's probably going to have a fairly high score because of that. So let's go with 95... Oh. Ooh, I'm playing dangerous here. Let's split a difference. 92%. Very good. It had a 90%. Woo! Very high, very high. Yeah, I mean it, it premiered at Cannes. It was a, it won the Cam d'Or. It was a very it's a it's a very well respected movie. It's just not yeah. very well known. What was the movie that he was in about? Shame. Shame. If you want to see Michael Fast Dicker, is Dick, whatever, <laughs> you can see it in the movie Shame. Well, Fast Bender eats some ass he in this d- film. What? Yeah, very very surprising. I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. But very beautifully shot film totally unexpected in terms of just like the content and the and the the lengths that they go to like i would say the ass eating was the and you've seen it you've actually seen i've seen it i've seen seen shame yeah um yeah anyway don't don't bring the kids don't bring your parents uh next movie is in bruges oh i love this movie starring irish actors uh colin 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 farrell and brendan gleason also in also in uh braveheart yeah this is a great film, you guys. If you haven't watched this, it's brilliant. And Brendan um, Gleeson is Donald Gleeson's dad. Donald. Damn it. Donald. Donald. I think it's just Donald, actually. Donald. 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 Drumpf. Actually, actually, Donald is. Donald is. It sounds a bit like how he says it. Donald. 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 Donald sounds like a Lord of the Rings. Hello there. My asshole. name is Donald Gleeson. He's not Pretty British. Good. Pretty good. He's not British. Though. Hello there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair play to you. My name is Don Gleason. Anyway, <laughs> quit stalling. In Bruges, which, by the way, is a great film. I loved it. Watch this film and then go on this YouTube channel called Nerd Writer for his breakdown of the movie. That, by the way, is my new favorite YouTube channel. Nerd, Nerd Writer is great. so good. Nerd Writer. I remember one of his earliest videos that like made me know immediately that we're simpatico is. Um a video on Craig Ferguson mm. and how he changed late night. Yes. And that was a great one. That I, was actually only last year. He's been blog vlogging for about three years. Okay, then. I remember but his earlier it. stuff is a bit crap. I remember seeing it. and then Yeah, that's around the time where he was going to fully commit to it. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it and going like, oh, dude, this guy. We're on the same wavelength. Because it, it seemed like no one else liked Craig Ferguson. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, just just last week he came out with the uh, the mu- music of Howard Shore in Lord of the Rings. It's Ooh. brilliant. It's really good. Uh, he's Yeah, he, like you said, he's fully supported off of Patreon. Yeah. And we'll take this moment to give a shout out to all our Patreon listeners out there. Yay. And those of you who are not Patreon survivors, um, I don't like you as much. But thank you for listening anyway. I do. <laughs> I In Bruges. I think you're equally important. In Bruges. Gives. But kind of expendable. Um, yes. In Bruges. Okay. In Bruges is an example of why I kind of miss DVD rental stores. Because this film was just something that I saw when I went to the local um, video rental store. 
And it's like, it's just a beautiful palace. It's just wall to wall, just like VHSs, DVDs, mm-hmm. Blu-rays, everything. It's just beautiful. Um, I remember walking in there and just going through the box that had the newest releases. Mm-hmm. And this movie pops up. And something about, you know, having the DVDs actually and like being able to read the, the backs and the quotes and everything. It's just so much... I find it just so much more tactile, so much more satisfying than, say, browsing through Netflix and sure. scrolling down. Sure, sure, sure. I get Because, like, that. when you browse through Netflix, you know, you're pretty much judging everything by its poster. Yeah. And just going, like, oh, that looks shit, that looks shit, that looks low budget, that looks B. Ooh, interesting poster. Let's read the synopsis. But this one, you really kind of, like, you get a feel for it, and you see the quotes and everything, and you back, see the yeah, backs. The... Yeah, and I really missed that, because In Bruges was the movie where I heard nothing about, didn't mm. see it in theaters. Um, I guess I like Colin Farrell enough. Um, last movie I saw him in was Daredevil <laughs> and I just I read it in Bruges because um, I was very curious eating more of that can I just have a little bit yeah, just a bit Thanks. oh good um, and I was so happy with this movie it was it reminded okay I guess a comparison movie is Hot Fuzz mm. kind of you know in terms mm. of how it ramps up so suddenly and how it's kind of like schizophrenic and crazy anyway but it's the thing that makes it so great is that it's written by playwright martin mcdonough mm-hmm. who is like a badass of theater he wrote cripple of inishman um just a bunch of really impressive plays the pillow man one of the best plays ever mm. beheading in spokane all this shit anyway nathan oh yeah <laughs> Forgot we're playing <laughs> yeah um what do you believe in beautiful movie i'm gonna give this rating what i want to give it so I'm not going to say, I'm not going to necessarily predict, but I personally give this movie an 89%. Ooh, good. 84. Ooh. 84. I think, which I think is a bit low. I'm think fire. Mm. Single digits. What are you up there? Are you, have okay, you made so up the difference now? I don't know. I'm uh, 14, 11, 2, 5. So right now I'm at 25. You're a little, 30, po- 30, a little positive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next movie. Funny you should mention is Frank. Frank, starring Irishman Michael Fassbender and directed by Irishman someone someone and Donald Gleason, Donald Gleason, yeah, and Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I still haven't seen this movie. Is it worth watching? Oh my god, I struggle to give you a recommendation. It's a good movie. It is by no means a bad movie. But it's so fucking weird. But it's a watch at your own risk kind of movie, right? Because I think for, especially for creatives and artists, this movie is extremely dangerous. Okay. Because it, the main, the leading question in this movie is, um, is it moral to crave commercialism Mm. in in the artistic world? Which is an important thing to tackle. Like, is it, um, is it okay to want to be popular? Is it okay to want to have success? And, like, the importance of the artistic process, the importance of true art, the importance of, like, real thought going behind your art. And it's, it was just very depressing for me at the mm. time. Because I guess when I, at the time when I was watching it, I was very much pursuing a commercial career. You were selling out. You're in the process of selling out. Uh, well, sort of. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in different states of selling out most of the time. Um, this is true. Yeah. So this movie, it just, it was amazing, but it depressed the hell out of me, man. You just, got, you just gotta, you just gotta grit and bear it. Your newfound popularity, man. No, just, yeah, you, sh- you should definitely check it out, but. Have, aptitude. Have, you should check it it's out. the way you're viewed. You should, yeah, that was good. You should check out this movie 
because it's it's a work of art. Yeah. But good luck navigating through the next few days. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll yeah. check it out. What do you think you got on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Potatoes, rather. Rotten Potatoes. Um, I think it's a great movie. Might be a little bit too South by Southwesty for <laughs> others. Because it's kind of like very left, of, very far mm-hmm, left of center. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Michael Fassbender, people like him. Damo Gleeson, pre-Star Wars, pre-Deus Ex. Post-Harry Potter. Post-Potter. Let's say this movie got 87%. Pretty close, 92. Ah, oh, I was going to go for 95. Too bad. I know. <laughs> Alrighty. So that well, within means, the margin again, I think yeah, you're on yeah. your own a winning track now. Five points again. Boom. Well done, sir. Okay, moving right along. This is where I started to get have to get creative. <laughs> um, uh, the aforementioned Colin Farrell. Why didn't you choose like Brooklyn or something? I was going to, but then yeah. it's too recent. I haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, the aforementioned Colin Farrell was having a hell of a career in the early two- noughties. I believe it's pronounced Colin Farrell. For Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's happy. Yeah. Um, and then he, he, he had so much star power that they're like, okay, we want to make a movie, a historical, historical drama set in like the Middle East. <laughs> right? Yeah. Colin Farrell can't do a fucking change his accent. He can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Tried. Sounds stupid. To be Middle so, Eastern? British, Middle Eastern, whatever that you want to use for that area, they couldn't change his accent. So okay. let's have everyone else have Irish accents. Okay. And that gave us the movie that is known today as Alexander, directed by Ridley Scott. Oh. See, I always confuse this movie of Troy. This they, one, they came one's out- Irish. <laughs> They came out around the same time. Roughly, yeah. But because I didn't watch either and I judged them plainly from their posters, look up their posters. Have you I not swear. seen Troy? No. Troy's a great movie. Seriously. Uh, Brad Pitt and... And uh, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. It's definitely the greatest fight in film history, I think. Is Top- Leonardo DiCaprio in that? No, you're thinking of Titanic. <laughs> Brandon Gleason is in Troy. Uh, Peter O'Toole. Uh, I guess it's Eric Bana. Yeah. yeah. Strange, strange. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. That's who I was thinking about. Uh, I haven't seen Troy or Alexander. Um, Watch Troy. Okay. Troy's fun. <laughs> uh, Sean Bean's in it. He survives. Spoiler alert. Oh, what's her face? Gets a little bit naked. Rose Byrne? No. In Alexander, you mean? In Troy. Oh, and yeah, Rose Byrne. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, what's her name? Uh, German McGermans and um, Diana Krall. Nope. <laughs> Diana Krall. That's a jazz singer. <sighs> um, you oh, know, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that, that her. Uh, uh, no, Diana no, tell me. Diana Krall. <laughs> what is it? No, I heard you say Diane Kruger. Okay, yeah, it's her. <laughs> Diana Krall. <laughs> I would have seen her naked. She seems like a pretty lady. Uh, Anyway, quit your stalling shit. Um, Alexander. Alexander. Okay, this movie looked terrible. It probably is terrible. Alexander of Macedonia. <laughs> Colin, Fer- Colin Farrell is kind of, you. you know, I don't think the critics like him very much. He's, he's too good looking and too can't give a fuck. And can't change crit- his accent. And, and critics tend to not like that attitude with actors. They want actors to be like all small town and humble. Giving a um, fuck. But I, I say it's, it was probably fairly entertaining. So let's give it a 39%. 39%. 
Ooh. Rosario Dawson gets naked in this movie, by the way. That's who it was. Mm -hmm. Alexander received a 16% Ah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. That's a 23-point burn. Mm, Damn. Yeah, that was a crap movie. It was really bad. Uh, Fucking Val Kilmer was in it. Val Kilmer? Being all fat and Val Kilmer-y, so that was something. All right. Craziness. Uh, Yeah, guys, if you haven't seen Alexander, um, you're lucky. (laughs) Moving right along. From the same director as the film Frank. We both watched this. Relatively new. Newest movie on this list. Nathan, what did Room receive on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, Room was directed by an Irishman? Lenny Abramson, yes. That's great. Um, Room, I think... Was it nominated for Best Picture? It was. Yeah, it should have won. Um, Spotlight was well-deserving, I feel. Yeah, I didn't see good that movie. movie. Good movie. Didn't see that. One of but, the more forgettable Oscar-winning movies of all time. It's just like, but, it's uh, like, it's almost a guaranteed win. Just like, read the fucking synopsis and you're like, yeah, sure. that's going to win an Oscar because yeah. it's about kitty rape and Academy priests. hates the church. Yeah. Um, but Room was just such a fascinating movie. Mm. Oh, I, and slightly skewed for me, I guess, because I had no idea what I was walking into. So the, the surprise was really something. Uh, I thought it was beautifully executed, wonderfully directed, um very very wonderfully directed like the way that they made that room feel was fucking amazing do you remember that like at some points the room really felt homey yeah and very cozy and warm and then at other points the room seemed like what it was a prison yeah like when they, but it, it, that's why it's brilliant how it was filmed like when they yeah, went went back at the end and you saw how really small yeah. it was it's fucking crazy like i just love how they can convey all those things without text yeah. without dialogue plus, and it just makes you feel oh plus the honest trailer is hilarious like they have one segment they're like listen to this kid save room a million times hi room hello room i want to go back to room room hi room <laughs> fucking hell um yeah and the kid did a wonderful so wonderful oscar nominated film obviously quite high yes probably i mean probably no this is definitely gonna be up there um definitely past the 80s um I, I'm, I'm trying to think of reasons why critics might not like it mm-hmm but I, I struggle to think of any. I, I mean, the I think the kid, more His than anything... wig was a bit whack, I thought. <laughs> yeah. A it was bit. a whack wig. But, like, I think the kid, more than anything, would push any of those doubts out of the critics' minds because mm. he gave such an earnest performance mm. that mm. only mm. the most cynical, kid-hating reviewer would go, like, oh, he was overacting. Yeah. And yet Brie Larson got all the... And rightfully so, Brie Larson got a lot of accolades as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. He, he won a Spirit Award or something like that. <laughs> um, okay. Room, I thought was amazing... Uh, it's going to be mostly positive. Uh, okay, I'm going to go high here because I got faith in you, Room. <laughs> I got faith in you. I'm going to give you... Room. I'm going to give you a 96%. 94%! Hey! Well done. Well done. Great film, Room. Oh, so good. Yeah. One of the best I've seen this year. Last year. I don't know when I watched it. All right, next <laughs> one, one of them years. Yeah. Uh, yeah further, uh, having to get creative, our next film... Has a, has a song to it that is synonymous with the film, and it's sung by a very, very Irish Ronan Keating. This next film is Notting Hill. Ah. The smile in your face, there's me all that you need, man. Ronan Keating also sang the theme song to the Mr. Bean movie. Mr. Bean walking through the... <laughs> Ah, a picture of you in my mind. That one, yes, I know. That. It takes me so long just to find the thing that I'm Keating. Oh, such a good movie. 
I actually really, really, really like Notting Hill. I really like Mr. Bean. I want to rewatch Mr. Bean now. I want to. I remember the Mr. Bean movie making me cry from really? laughter and sadness. Oh. <laughs> from both. From both. It was beautiful. It was a fucking beautiful movie. I'm gonna rewatch that movie. I saw it once, and I saw they destroyed art, and I was like, no. <laughs> he painted over the Mona Lisa. I, the uh, Whistler's mother. Same thing. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, oh, so funny. Um, what are we talking about? Notting Hill. Notting, Notting Hill. Hill starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Huge rant. Reese uh, Ifans as well. Oh, he's in this movie? He is. Okay, Notting Hill. I I never saw this movie. Good film. But I kind of place it in the same echelon of like You've Got Mail and Harry Met Sally. Where it's like right. the golden yeah. age of uh, rom-coms. Yes. Before they were like Nicholas Sparks and, <laughs> and like turned into these like huge things that always almost involve yeah. someone dying in the first 10 minutes. Oh, and also rom-coms starring adults. I feel like all rom-coms after like 20-something. Yeah. This yeah. is like a strange generation where like rom-coms were, were targeted at parents. Mm. Like, you know, whose who, who, who romances were long gone and dead from certainly the, the, Just the pressures fabric of, life. of time. Um, yeah. Notting Hill. Uh, this, this was post Aaron Brockovich, right? And I feel like it was almost concurrent. And pre, um, my daughter, my father's what? Uh, my f- my, my father's wedding? daughter is your uncle's no, brother. No, what was that? What was that? It's a good name movie? for a film. What was that movie? Runaway Bride. Best friend's wedding. Runaway Bride. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking about. Runaway Bride. Yeah, I feel yeah. like my movie suits you. <laughs> <laughs> No, what was that movie that I, I was thinking about another thing, but she wasn't starring in it, but Steve yeah. Martin. Uh, hmm? Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. He did like a series of movies called like My Daughter's Husband or something like that. Like my Father, Father of the Bride? Father of the Bride. She's not in that. I know, she, I know, but different movie. I was thinking about Runaway Bride. I love Father of the Bride. Anyway, go. Yeah, yeah, yes. I think Runaway Bride was post. Anyway. This was, yeah, this was like the, the, the Julia Roberts craze phase. This is the golden age. The golden age of the golden girl. Indeed. Um, then she made Ocean's 13. Yeah, twelve or twelve? No, twelve was the crap 12 one. Yes, twelve was the shit one. Oh, her smile. Yeah, it lights up a room. Yeah. Okay, so this one is definitely it's, it's tough with rom com. See, but I'm guessing because it's an older rom com, it's looked upon with a yeah, bit of nostalgia. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's like a classic almost. You know, it's, it's just like Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. That you know, blue, two of that the, blue door. Yeah. It's like, they're like the 90s equivalent of Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, Jupiter sending uh, so good. Uh, yeah. Okay, what uh, you think? Let's, let's go. Oh, it's so tough. It's definitely not going to be a 90s because no one will ever give a rom-com past 90. It's not 60s. It's probably late 70s and early 30s, so I'm going to split the difference and just go... Late 70s and early 30s? What? <laughs> late, sorry, late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, or is it? It has to be. It's an iconic rom com. Uh, like, like it's 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 like, uh, um, what was that Cameron Diaz one? What? Stop talking about other movies and just give me a score for this one. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm gonna make a side bet here. My best friend's wedding. No, no, no. Cameron Diaz. Um, uh, something about Mary. Yes. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Notting Hill and Something About Mary have about the same rating of. 82%. 79%. And let's see, something about Mary. Okay, let's play a mini game. I think something about Mary has an 84. Well, I predicted 82 already. So. 82, okay. Oh, you think they got exactly the same? Yeah. Uh, oh, um, I guess we tied because it's 83. Hey! <laughs> 
Not as close as without going over bullshit. What, what did you no say? Sense. 84. Oh, that's crazy. Boom. Yeah. All right. Last. What, what, add it up. What, what are we at? What are we at? Good fucking movies. Let's get the drama. Ooh, let's get the drama. Get the drama going. Let's get the drama meeting. Again, once again, listeners, Nathan has to get under 90 to win. Yes. He's certainly under 90 right now, I think. I don't know. He's doing that's math that's in a was really rough. weird way. I have to take a picture of this math action here. This is great. He's um, like using his fingers to count. 65 points. 60, 65? I have 65 points. I told you 90 was way too low. Was way too high. I'm surprised at myself. You suck. <laughs> so I have a buffer of 25 points. Yeah, which... But see, that can very easily be shattered very quickly. Not really, because this last film... Okay. Starring... You, wait, uh, do, do you want to switch to like no, a harder no. movie? No, no, that's okay. Right, starring Irish uh, comedian Chris O'Dowd. I just know they give you less next time. Chris Bridesmaids. Oh. What did Bridesmaids receive? Bridesmaids. Oh, geez. I could change the movie to like directed, a movie you've never heard of. Directed by Paul Feig. Fag? Paul Feig. 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 Who's currently under a lot of fire for the Ghostbusters trailer? Yeah, it looked like I, you said that you thought it looked pretty. Good. I thought it looked I pretty thought good. it looked kind of crap. Well, I, see, like it, the, the 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 look up right now the like and dislike ratio on that video, but I believe it's ludicrous. It's, it's like, like split down the middle. No, dude, it's, it's like super 90 percent dislikes Whoa. and ten percent thumbs up. It's like the the reaction to it is I don't know. I thought it looked perfectly fine. Mm. I mean, it might not have been like. It just it just didn't seem like a well put together trailer. To yeah, be yeah, honest. yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why, like, it's kind of pissing me off that people are going like, "Oh, this movie's gonna be so bad." Just look oh. at it; they're getting everything wrong. One hundred seventy-seven thousand thumbs up. Three hundred sixty-six thousand. That that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's seventy percent dislikes right there, and yeah. twenty-one million views. Yeah. It's like people are reacting very negatively to mm. it. But I think, like, I'm trusting Paul Feig's um, track record here because he's done a lot with very flimsy concepts yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see and I love all these girls I think they're all great oh my god yes. especially Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon holy shit love Kate like, McKinnon like I think they need to put a little bit more faith in the director because I've seen so many videos where it's like oh my god this all sucks like they're yeah. getting it all wrong how, how well it's it all for not it just it doesn't really matter I think it doesn't really matter like it's but like do you think it's the kind of thing where I like, think objectively it's a bad trailer but I I still keep my mind open but, about what the movie's but, gonna be like but 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 do you think what's happening here is that the people marketing the movie sexist no no they know that bringing down expectations no 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 they know that all of those playing to the background no they know that if you didn't throw me one more time, we're gonna stab <laughs> you to this pencil. <laughs> they know that every one of those people that dislike the trailer is gonna go watch that movie anyway because they're big enough fans and passionate enough about Ghostbusters that they're not gonna want to miss out on the franchise. I feel like so that's they're not using how it works. this. So they're using this trailer to market more to the younger generation because this felt uh, like a very kiddie trailer to me. that's an interesting point this maybe, felt like a maybe. very kiddie trailer to me a lot of it was slapstick I don't know I just was... I gotta watch it again but I feel like it was just like really just not funny yeah. didn't really give us an insight what the movie's about it just didn't it just seemed like crap to me anyway but but please please please, yeah. please, please. It, it just it just seemed like Back a very slapstick trailer that was aimed at children I can imagine if I were a kid this would be kind of funny to me especially Leslie Jones doing the double slap and everything like oh ha 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 women's violence but like <laughs> it's, it's, it's and that was the last thing they gave us too yeah so it's like, but it was the kind of thing where like I thought okay they're marketing to a younger crowd because they know the older crowd is gonna fucking watch it the mm, moment it comes mm. out you know so maybe it's clever marketing. I don't know if they made if they made the trailer look too adult. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, because ah, so many thoughts. Anyway, so many thoughts. <laughs> so many thoughts. Because like Ghostbusters was such an iconic movie, and it wasn't really targeted at 
children per se. Not real, not real. Yeah, no, it was, definitely it was not. A very, Especially the first one. Yeah, yeah. It was properly scary, but it was also funny. It was just like it was like the true. It mm. was the first true action comedy. Mm, I, mm, I feel. Mm, mm, mm. So maybe with this new one, they're trying to like appeal to a broader audience. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to see. We'll wait for the movie to come out. Oh, I'm bleeding. Anyway, poach yourself with a pencil. <laughs> no, I've peeled off a scab. Ugh. Anyway, okay, uh, what movie? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Okay, Bridesmaids. Um, this one did very well because it's one of the first few movies of, of that time that was like a fully female ensemble, very competently written, very well done. Great cast. The driving back and forth in the car scene was a little bit too much for me, but other than that, spot on. John Hamm was in it. I love John Hamm. John Hamm. SNL girls, so good. So good. And then the closing Melissa, credits when they sing that song, so good. Yeah. McCarthy. Um, yeah, but Paul Feig, Paul Feig does great with like kind of crap material. Yeah. So what like do you think? Spy, this? Bridesmaids, uh, the other one. Anyway, uh, Bridesmaids. I'm gonna give this one a. It's a comedy, so they can't really be too. But it's feminist, so you know. At the same time, they want to try to be cool, you know, and say, "Oh, we're for women's movies." I, I guess. <laughs> and then, what does that equate to? Um, <laughs> but again, it's a comedy, so it can't be over ninety. Eighty. Eighty-one percent. Oh no. Ninety. Oh, there's no way you're gonna lose this game. <laughs> so I was like, let's answer already and let's move on. <laughs> Alrighty. So Nathan won. Yay. Congratulations. Well, well, well under the ninety threshold. Not that well. Ninety percent for bridesmaids. I think that's actually that's actually kind of high. I mean, I like the movie and all, but it's pretty high. Yeah. No, like the only scene that bothered me was like, remember the driving back and forth? Thing uh, yeah, I don't was, remember that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly because it yeah. was so weird, and it, it was like I think she was driving back and forth, pretending to she wanted to get arrested or something. Like they were that. trying to she was trying to find the Chris O'Dowd character, the cop. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to get arrested by him, so she was like driving back and forth and, and like pretending to be drunk and on drugs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it just ran like two minutes too long. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. Too cock, too much. But it was like, just 10 seconds of that would have been too much already. But they went at the bit for like a full minute. So it was just kind of like, uh, it dragged the whole movie down. Well, that was, that was game time. Game time. But I already sang it. Nah, whatever. Uh, It is 6.46. I have about 20 minutes to get through all the (laughs) rest we have to talk about, Nathan Artono. no. I think it's just been too long since you were recording an episode. I'm like overflowing with brain juice. You do. You are overflowing with juice of some kind. And I had like amino acids just now. So I'm yeah, like you fucking feel- firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And I'm having a coffee that you made me that had the cinnamon sugar and it's just delectable. Mm. So let's jump into the news, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, while on Terra puppy shoes, television, movie sports, races, rants, tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? So, man, okay. You picked the worst time to leave. Well, actually, it wouldn't matter because we had the Linda episode, right? Yeah. But so much crap has happened in the news in the past week between Donald Trump. So many things. The crazy things happening in Singapore with the kids killing themselves no, or getting no. killed by the army and not no, getting money. No, no. We had to distill it down to a couple things that are worth talking about that are, you know, still kind of fun. So, uh, Nathan, what do you want to talk about first? Um, do you want to just pull out that Trump plaster? Okay. The Trump Band-Aid. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's... Get rid of it nice and quick. Let Trump be Trump. Okay. What are... So basically, okay, everyone knows, I, you know, like, this, this, this segment 
is not necessarily us delivering the news. Yes. It's just about our thoughts on the news yes. and, and, and maybe some lesser known news articles. Yes. You know, again, did you hear about this thing? We're just talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So with Trump, yes, he has become synonymous with the current year's presidential race. Ask anybody in the world to name a candidate. He's probably the only one that they Marco can... Marco Rubio. <laughs> he's probably like the first John one that Kasich. comes to mind. Yep. And it's insane because uh, what kind of started out as a publicity stunt, or for, for what seemed like it, and a bit of a joke, has become a full-on freight train towards the White House. Mm-hmm. He's been winning a whole bunch of states. Not not even like... like he's untouchable. I, I, yeah. He's, he is head and shoulders above his, his competition. And um, it, and second and third place put together doesn't even come close to his numbers. Uh, I think No, I think Ted Cruz is making ground on him. But even then... I think the idea of President Ted Cruz is actually worse than President Donald Trump. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, since, since since we last recorded, he has been a news juggernaut because of mm-hmm. how well he's been doing with Super Tuesday and um, a whole bunch of the other caucuses. He is cleaning house. Um, and it really made me think, who is voting for him? Because we everything that we see is nothing but like negative Negative, stupid. Uh, he's yeah. He's, he's like, every uh, little bit of media, like everything. I see even Fox News, which is usually pretty yep. leaning towards the, the, their side. So it's like, so who is who's voting for him? Like, what's happening here? So this really drove me to like people who don't have internet. <laughs> this really, yeah, exactly. That's the first thought. Like, oh, people. I guess they just don't watch anything. <laughs> um, so I looked up videos and like uh, a whole bunch of different things uh, on YouTube. If you look up why I'm voting for Trump or something like that. Very interesting things come up by, by like clearly intelligent, competent people. And they're talking about their reasons behind why they vote for Trump. And I found Mm. it fascinating because a lot of it kind of makes sense. A bunch of it is kind of uh, questionable, Mm -hmm. but okay, let's get into it. So he, Okay, uh, so the, the the video was basically just a list off of like why I'm voting for Trump, why I think he's the yeah, again, candidate to go this for. This is in the show notes. Yes, and he's and and they say that Trump deserves to be president because he is a self-made man. Mm-hmm. He's paying for his own campaign. He's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. bogged down by the corporates and the super PACs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like they see him as the guy. Like he, they see him as like the Dark Knight of this election. <laughs> you know. And a lot of the perspectives that they have is based on the fact that they see him as an independent businessman outside of the government, outside of the Republican and the yeah. Democrat and that whole system. And that's exactly why the media is demonizing him. It's crazy. They, they see it as the media wanting to kick him out of the race as fast as possible. But he is like kind of chugging along. Right. You know? Ugh. Yeah. So... And that's the reason why they're supporting him because it's like supporting him is like supporting the li- supporting the little guy, which is ironic because he's ironic, the biggest yeah. bully and dick out <laughs> yeah. there. It's very ironic, but that's how they see themselves. They see themselves as the supporter of the underdog mm. because he's the person that the media puts down all the time. He's the person that all the other candidates hate. He's the person that will get stuff done. They agree that he's not a likable person, mm-hmm. but they also agree that maybe the person for a job this big doesn't have to be likable. He just needs to be a, a can-doer that gets stuff done. It's crazy. And they see him as someone that, you know, the, uh, the I deal, think, I think everything. I, and part of me, 
Okay, and I'm going to get to this later about yeah. this reasoning. But can you imagine if we do get Donald Trump for four years? He's obviously not going to get elected twice. But it's like, n- now you get it, America? Like, now you get how fucking you need someone smart to run the White House? Anyway, my thoughts on this are pretty... I don't know. If you guys know, listen to the show, you kind of know what I think. But here's what I will say to you guys. Um, if you want to know, basically, what the hell is going on with this campaign and what's going on, there's three things I want to recommend that you, you watch slash read. The first is the John Oliver video, taking John Trump to, to task, yeah. taking Trump to task. I think the majority of you have seen it. If not, it's absolutely brilliant. It's 20 the, minutes long. I got the plug-in for Chrome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It makes it. It makes everything, everything Donald Trump. Trump. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, watch that if you haven't yet. Please watch that. It's very interesting and very funny, and it's super well put together. It's, it's just a wonderful piece of journalism. Uh, the second is this bit I'm going to link into the show notes called um, Donald Trump is the end of democracy, something like that. It's, yeah. it's from these guys... From Wisecrack, a really wonderful uh, YouTube channel, yeah. and their section their section of 8-bit philosophy. Yeah. They're just talking about basically, the gist of it is that people seem to be voting for Trump because they want the entertainment. Right yeah. now, it's all about entertainment, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if you look at like how the media is portraying the candidates with like the the action poses and like the fucking... Yeah. It, Tr- it Trump, looks, is, Trump is the hot stripper that you regret marrying. Yeah, or he's like the, the fucking the loudmouth in the WWE. He's just entertaining. Yeah. Um, another video on that, mm-hmm. like to kind of uh, bookmark that. Uh, film Theory did another... The Film Theory channel, they did a video called Why Donald Trump is Winning the Election with reality TV. Or like oh, yeah. Something like that. He's using strategies of reality TV um, to win this. Yeah, there's tons of stuff out there. The yeah. aforementioned nerd writer has this really interesting thing of how Donald Trump answers questions and he just uses yeah, these yeah, key yeah. words. It yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the one that that's I think... giving him a bit too much This credit, This yeah. is the one that's like not getting... Not many people really, really know about yet and it's actually really quite new. I don't even think you've read this one. Yeah. It's Louis C.K. <laughs> has, a, has a TV show where he... Oh, did he put something in one of the emails? Yeah. Oh. Every, so every time he comes out with a new episode of this TV show, Horace and Pete, he just writes a letter to us on the mailing list. And then he's... So it's a quick one. He's just like, watch this episode, blah, blah, blah. And then he has a huge PS. And look how long this, this postscript is. Right? So that's the main <laughs> body. And then his PS is this long. <laughs> I'm going to read that. It's brilliant. Oh, so brilliant. Uh, I'll post the whole thing in the show notes. But here's the important ones. It goes, uh, uh, thanks again for watching my show, Louis C.K. P.S. Please stop it with voting for Trump. It was funny for a little while, but the guy is Hitler. And by that, I mean we are Germany in the 30s. Do you think they saw that shit coming? Hitler was just hilarious and refreshing dude with a weird comb over and who would say anything at all. And I think, I mean, I was skimming, I've read this before and it's absolutely brilliant the whole way through, but I feel like when I was skimming through now, this is the most um, important piece. Mm. Okay. I get that all these people sound like bullshit and soft criminal opportunists, blah, blah, blah. The whole game feels rigged and it's not going anywhere but down anymore. I feel that way sometimes. And that voting for Trump is a way of saying, fuck it. Fuck them all. I really get it. It's a version of national suicide or it's like the big hit off a crack pipe. Somehow we can't help it. Or we know that if we vote for Trump, our phones will be a reliable source of dopamine for the next four years. I mean, I can't wait to read about Trump every day. It's a rush. But you have to know that this is not healthy. And I feel like that hits the nail on the head. Like, even for me, I mean, I'm not American. Yeah, I sound American, yeah. but I can't vote. A sick side of me would like to see Trump in office because it's just, what the fuck kind of crazy <laughs> shit so circus? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make for very interesting news yeah. for the next four years. Absolutely. But 2020 it's not, is going to be... It's not good. It's yeah. not good for anybody if Trump gets into office. Well, on the on the bright side, if Trump gets into office, Kanye stands a pretty good chance in 2020. Yes, we Kanye. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything else about this crazy fucking oh, uh, ginger-haired? Well, I mean, I kind of just want to, like, 
play devil's advocate here a little bit. Like, he could be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are we to say that, yes, the media is demonizing him a lot. We, it's very hard to find any kind of proper media, like proper media, that is pro-Trump or unbiased towards Trump. The f- but you, but you can't, no one, no any, one really comes to his defense. No, because any sane or informed person can come to his defense. Because it's it's not like... He is objectively a poor choice. Like mm. there's subjectivity in everything, right? Yeah. But it's like, well, he okay. again. Uh, I think everything, everything. Like for example, the, the response to your why I'm voting for Trump, it was completely answered in the John Oliver thing. Yeah. So anything you bring up, John Oliver proves pretty hardcore and pretty thoroughly why it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. true. Um, one another big thing that a lot of his supporters are kind of getting behind is something that the media has not been bringing up as much because. Mm it kind of makes him look good. And that's his tax plan. Like, mm-hmm. apparently, his tax plan is one of the soundest amongst all the other candidates. They think Bernie's is way too extreme. Yeah. Hillary's not going to do shit about it. Well, Bernie... Okay, well, let's let's, let's round this. Because I actually don't know Trump's... Yeah. I know I, Bernie obviously wants to ta- tax the one percenters more. Yeah. Uh, Hillary will probably go along those lines as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah But see, just... that's the point. Like, all these candidates that the media want you to like they bring up things like this mm. but you don't know the Trump tax plan because they don't want you to know about what is the Trump it? tax plan well apparently it's look it up I don't have the exact numbers but basically if you're making below 25000 a year you pay no taxes because you are in the lowest bracket of income mm-hmm. and if you make over 150000 a year you pay 25% or something <laughs> like that and then there's different tiers in between but basically it's a very reasonably structured tax system where the more you make the more you pay um, oh yeah, I mean that's how it is. That's how it's always been. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a certain restructuring about it that makes it a lot more uh, friendly towards the lower income, and not taxing too much on yeah. the higher well, income. Well, that's generally what the Democrats want to do. They're all about taxing the wealthier and giving the lower yeah. people a break. Yeah, yeah. But and then look, I just searched for Trump tax plan on Google. The first thing that comes out is a Fortune article saying Donald Trump's tax plan uh, tax plan could tax ten billion ten trillion onto America's debt. So I gotta look into that because I don't really know, but it's yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like there's a loud, crazy, drunk person shouting out loud. I'm not gonna listen to what he has to say, but which yeah, but, but okay. But do you agree that if by not even a miracle anymore, by the chance that he gets elected president, he'll get nominated. I feel he'll be yeah, a Republican yeah, yeah, nominee yeah. come oh, November. It's gonna be so good. Um, it's gonna be crazy. And like, like the whole like, the whole notion that like it looks like. If if it's Trump versus Trump versus Bernie, Bernie wins. But if it's Trump versus Hillary, Trump could win. Mm. That's what they're saying. Because Hillary now is is it looks like she even more than Trump. She looks like the shoe in for the Democratic nomination. But she's winning in in states that aren't even going to vote Democrat. Right. She's winning the South. So in other words, the proper Democrats want Bernie in, which right. makes sense. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, uh, I forgot. <laughs> uh, we got to move on anyway because we All are right. running out of time. Uh, next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> speaking of crazy things happening in crazy countries, yeah, China, China doing some crazy shit. China, 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 China. It's gonna be huge. This may China. be one of my favorite uh, headlines I've ever read on Reddit. China bans depictions of gay people, adultery, one night stands, cleavage, and reincarnation on television. <laughs> So basically, the Chinese government has released new guidelines for what can go on TV. Okay. And they want to crack down on vulgar, immoral, and unhealthy content. So that's the main thing. I, I still don't know what the fuck reincarnation... 
so so you can't have a big titty woman come back to life as a phoenix. No, while she's pointing the middle finger. Nope. Understood. That's or having highly, sex that's with a person named Michelle. Highly unacceptable. The government said that the show, a particular show that was canceled, contravened the new guidelines, which state that no television drama shall show abnormal sexual relationships and behaviors such as incest. Bye bye Game of Thrones. Yeah. Same sex relationships. <laughs> oh, bye bye Game of Thrones. Yeah. Sexual version. No Game of Thrones. <laughs> sexual assault, sexual abuse, sexual violence, and so on. So no Game of Thrones. This ban also extends to get this. Smoking, drinking, adultery, sexually suggestive clothing, and yes, reincarnation. What the fuck is going to be on Chinese TV? Wow. Nothing. Well, could you kind of agree that that was a lot of mainstream American television? Sure. Like in the 80s and 90s. Like no homosexual relationships, very few. I think there's Ellen, some cleavage. Yeah, there's there, some there reincarnation. I think there was some reincarnation. Well, yeah, it's not as strict. I mean, the cleavage, the coming back to life and reincarnation, that's all good and it's fun. But in terms of like foul language and like um, uh, less than traditional relationships, yeah. those but, were pretty like, hush hush back then. They're saying that like you can't and smoking, have, like, yeah, but you, and you didn't see people smoking or drinking. Oh, uh, you did on network shows. On, other way around. Like now you don't, but in the in the eighties, nineties, you did. There's no. a lot of smoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 80s and 90s, you didn't, but in the 50s and 60s, you did because they they were yeah. allowed to advertise exactly. cigarettes even on shows. But no, I feel like in the early, early in the 90s, 90s when the crackdown happened on like not sure people fine. smoking, maybe not the 80s, the 90s. But anyway, but still, I mean, can you think of any show that would pass this? Any American show, which uh, I guess, which is what they're kind of getting at, can pass this test? I can't. I, I was. I'm hard pressed to think of a single one. Um, Orange County. Mm, that's same sex relationships. Oh, is there oh, Orange, a couple in there? Orange County? Yeah. Oh, the OC, you mean? The OC. I, first, I already jumped, I immediately jumped to Orange is the New Black. Uh-huh. Orange County? Uh, nope. Sex Minors. Not, not, Orange and Ca- drinking. not Orange County starring Jack Black and Colin Hanks. No, 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 no. The good one starring Brian Adam McKenzie. Brody Brian McKenzie. Uh, nope, there's drinking, underage drinking. Oh, damn it. What else? Age? This is actually kind of a fun game. What else is there? What else could be there? Be- uh, no, Baywatch is a lot of clean. Definitely not. So much Miami, v- nope, drugs. Nope, drugs. Um, yeah, nothing. the Brady Bunch. Uh, there's some cleave. Oh yeah, and there's that. Time and there's, in, there's sexual yeah. incest tension. <laughs> um, Lassie, yeah, no. La- Lassie, perhaps. Yeah, Lassie is yeah, good to go. Man, no, not mash. Um, but anything from the past decade, probably not. Hey, cheer. No, nope. drinks. You're drinking. That's yeah, a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is tough. <laughs> it's hard. There's no such thing. Caillou. What's that? Caillou. What's that? Just Caillou. Okay. It can yeah. be Caillou. Caillou. It's good TV. It's good stuff. C-A-I-L-L-O-U. Look it uh, up. Oh, dear. <laughs> that will not be in the show notes. I just, I don't trust it. Caillou. Have you never seen Caillou? No. What it's is it? a bald cancer kid from Canada that has his own TV show. Well, it's a cartoon. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> What's it called again? How do you spell it? K? C-A-I-L-L-O-U. I'm just a little boy. I don't know what are things. I am bald and I'm Caillou. I wear a silly hat. I think I might have cancer, but I'm not sure I am Caillou. Caillou. Yippee Caillou, motherfucker. Uh, Yeah. I love that show. So that's what's going on with China. Like, I just... Like, for example, it's like every time I think Singapore's got it bad, I think about China. Yeah. How they don't have internet or... They have internet. Clean air. They have their own internet. They have dim sum. They have their own internet, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, last news article because so we got to get going, mon frere. The world. Um, okay, yes. Uh, I, do, I kind of want to talk about UFC. I don't know if that's a little bit too, like... Inside baseball? Yeah. Let's see if we can make it entertaining for our non-UFC listening fans out there. Because this okay. was a good UFC. This was a very good one. Okay, so I'm sure everyone heard about the fight that happened last year in Melbourne between Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. I think <laughs> even, outside <laughs> MMA, like, even outside MMA, that kind of broke the news. Because you have this celebrity, this superstar, Ronda Rousey, who's like an unstoppable force in MMA, get kicked in the head and dominated by this lady called Holly Holm. Well, this past week, Holly Holm defended her title for the first time at UFC 196. Unsuccessfully. And yes, she was doing it against a lady named Misha Tate, who has been in the division for a very, very, very long time. Her nickname's Cupcake. Yes, but she's been in the game for a very long time. She's been in the contention for a very long time. She finally got an opportunity last Saturday, and she choked the fuck out of it. Yeah, just like Alexander Hamilton, she did not throw away her shot. Yes, she hit a rear naked choke. Choked out Holly Holm. She and I mean, congrats to Holly Holm. She did not tap. She fell. She, she passed out. She yeah, passed she, got, out. She, she got choked out. She passed out, and the referee was like, "Yep, let's stop. No more." It's of crazy. This. You can see it. she's like, eh, eh. Uh-huh. like her, no her, more. She's limp and she's out. But it's separate. It's, it's crazy because it's like there's nothing sadder than someone who can't defend their title. Because Holly Holm, for those couple months, was a very likable champion. Yeah. But her jujitsu game was terrible. Yeah. But and I think, like anything, because she is such a vanilla, likable personality, there's not going to be a lot of backlash from her loss. Because mm-hmm. most people are kind of like, yeah, you lost like a champion. You know, you fought well. You yeah. didn't. You weren't bitter about it. You were very respectable, um, respectful throughout the entire camp. Yeah. Which is... There's going to be even... Yeah. There's going to be even less background against uh, backlash against McGregor. Yeah, because no. this was an interesting one. So McGregor was gonna wait, wait, wait. go before we go to McGregor mm-hmm. regarding the whole Misha Tate and uh, Holly Holm thing. Yes, cool fight. Not so entertaining though. Not they very had like no beef. They were like, oh, she is such a great champion. Oh, she's such a I'm good okay challenger. I'm so respectful of you. Oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Kisses. I'm okay with that. I think when they get too petty, it, actually, I get really turned off. It's just like, just be professional. I want it. Though. It's so but funny. The fight it's itself. So the fight itself was boring. Like no, it, it was, was kind okay. of boring. The fight itself was okay. I, th- I think I I I judge it by can I do that? I can't do that. So that's amazing. But mm. it was just that the drama behind it. There was no drama. They were so cordial. They were so respectful. Yeah, I barely great. even follow that stuff. I great just, sport. I just fast forward. It. great sport but i want the tension i want the bad blood and you kind of had that with this next fight we're going to go into the main yeah. event conor mcgregor versus, versus nate, nate great diaz. diaz but that's the thing though okay so here's kind of interesting imagine you're a 145 pound guy kg please kg is you know like five or something <laughs> um and you go up 30 pounds to fight someone because that's yes. what happened so conor mcgregor is the, He's the featherweight, featherweight champion. champion that's 145 pounds after which uh, after he won the featherweight champion he made the claim i don't care about um weight classes if so, i'm I, here if to the, fight whoever yes yeah. if there's someone in a higher weight class that wants to challenge me i will fight him i will not ever relinquish my title yep if someone wants to fight me in welterweight i'm gonna go up to welterweight and fight them and then if someone wants to challenge me for my championship i'm coming back down to featherweight to fight them so that is also like, he's super irish so it's actually yeah. it fits in with our yeah. saint patty's and thing. it's like a very fair it's, it's big yeah. jumps it's big jumps and so for this fight he had to gain 12 kilograms 
Uh, yeah. Well, no, wait, wait, let's break it down first. So he was at 145. He was supposed to fight Rafael Dos Anjos, which is 155, 10 yeah. pounds, about four kilos. Yeah. Not as big a deal because these guys, when they give their weight, it's, they do this thing called cutting, which yeah. is the most stupidest thing. Actually, Joe Rogan talked about it, which I thought was it's interesting. It's kind of dumb, yeah. So the point of it is that you want to be as big as you can in this particular weight class. So the two days or a day before your weigh-in, you drain all the water. You drain all the water out of your body via, you put in a sweatsuit, you get a fucking stationary bike and you go in a sauna. Literally, yeah. this is what they do. They spit, they yeah. chew gum and spit out their saliva and yeah. you can lose 20 pounds that way. Yeah. It's just water and... They wrap themselves in a million towels. Uh-huh. And just stay in the sauna. It's yeah. it's stupid because, yeah. But for this fight... And then you have to rehydrate right, right exactly. before the fight. You die. Yeah. <laughs> so he was supposed to fight Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos just last week pulled out of the fight because of an injury. By the way, Dos Anjos, uh, based in Singapore sometimes with uh, the, the, whatchamacallit? The... UFC, the MMA thing here oh, evolve. evolve he's with Evolve MMA uh, so at last minute they don't that's want to cancel you, that's what you say when you want to receive two greetings from Korea Evolve no Dos Anjos oh gotcha <laughs> that's when you that's two two years is what that means Dos Anjos um, and then Nate Diaz came in to take the fight Nate Diaz is, they were like okay let's just not cut then that's basically they had a gentleman game they wouldn't cut and they both walk around nat- naturally at like 170 pounds. Yeah. So that's what they fought at. 177 is what they fought at. And it was a good fight. It was but a good fight. But McGregor got showed out, man. Again, fucking Nate Diaz's jiu-jitsu was sick. <laughs> Again, same way. He choked him out from behind and McGregor yep. tapped. Yeah. And it's crazy because two main events in the same event, they end the exact same way mm-hmm. through a form of submission. Yep. And they were both upsets. They were mm-hmm. both major upsets. Yep. Like if you had bet on the on the winner of the match, you would have made five to seven times more than you. Yeah, bet. McGregor was a five to one. Um, it was crazy. Favorite. It was crazy. But like it was the first time we saw McGregor get hurt. This is so boring for people. I feel. <laughs> I feel they're not into it. But it's actually really interesting. It's fun to watch. It's, I feel it's like fascinating. It's really when it comes to sports, it's all about watching what a man can do versus another man, right? Yes. And there's nothing more. You're pitting to two the point wills in mixed martial arts. You're pitting two wills against and ability, each other. Wills, and ability. Who has the stronger will? Who has the stronger yeah. training camp? And who really just yeah. wants it? It's more. just leave your balls at home. Let's go fist. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so that's the news. Again, we're rushing here. Uh, I gotta leave. I gotta leave in like ten minutes <laughs> less. Yeah. So favorite thing? What do you? Do we want to do favorite thing? Do we want to do favorite thing? We have to since we already brought it up. So I don't know. I think I think at some point favorite thing has got to go the. Is way this of, the? Is this the day we decided? Because I've been thinking about it too. We've run it's, out of. It's, it's got to. We've had. Let's have a fortieth. It's got to go the way of, um, of check this shit out. It just fades away. Yeah. We'll you tell know. you what. Let, this but, is our 40th I think, episode. I think, I think because it's been such a good friend, we should give it a respectable send-off and a proper Vikings funeral. So we're going to put it in a boat and shoot it with fiery arrows? Yes. We're the honorable even, way to die. We're not even going to have a last one? Like, No, uh, we will do the last one. We'll do the last one and as a, as a farewell send-off to okay. favorite thing. And then rest in peace, episode 1 to 40, favorite thing. Okay. So what should our final favorite thing be? Well, first of all, let's play the music. Somber. Just very somber. Somber. Yeah. Uh, today is the day that we say goodbye to favorite thing. He has been, she, whatever, gender it, assignment. It them, has been they. a... Um, a, a faithful friend, always there for us, always um, 
there to wrap things up and send us back home after a journey of hanging. Oh, um, oh, I think I know what our favorite thing should be. Yes, but alas, it has reached its last legs. This bit is no longer interesting or funny or <laughs> um, causing any form of heightened engagement from the audience. So fuck it, and next week we'll do a new closing segment. Goodbye, old friend. Goodbye. Old um, friend. I good. think it was Anson a couple weeks ago that kind of semi-jokingly said, "What are your favorite things about each other?" Oh, that's so gay, right? Let's do that one. So that's that's very fay. Oh, I need to pee a little bit. Okay. Um, favorite things about each other. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, get, like, how do you want to do this? I don't know. Like at the well, same time. No. How about, one, two, three, and say at the same time. <laughs> no, like I'm trying to think. Like, is there going to be multiple things? Just one thing, or like, are we going? I don't really have that many favorite condense. things about you. It's yeah. just like it's pretty basic. The fact that you drive me around sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me think. Yeah. Okay. I'll start first. Oh, it's like Thanksgiving. I feel like okay. I'm going to add a little bit like sentimental music right okay, okay. around here. Ooh. Bang, you got that? Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Where's okay. that coming from? <laughs> from Kenny G, I think. I don't know. Um, okay, favorite thing about you. I enjoy that you are always listening. Oh. I think that's very important, especially in the podcast. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like um, most times, like, you know, especially when we first started, uh, I wasn't sure if we would kind of have that have that flow because mm. because you never know you never yeah you never know and you're talking to nothing pretty much for like an hour and a half that you want the person that you're speaking with to um to take in as much as he's giving out you mm. know and to be able to have bounce bounce off of very well. And it was probably around like the fifth or sixth episode that I realized, like, yeah, dude, like, this guy really fucking listens. Like, this guy really fucking listens. Because in the beginning, I-, I wasn't sure if I had things to say or enough ways to say it. I wasn't as I, I was. I- I'm not. I'm not. Um, I don't claim to be witty or sharp or fast or whatever it is. Yeah, but no one accuses you of that either. Yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> and uh, so it was. It was nice to like uh, have someone be listening. Um, the way that you do, you know, you pick up oh, on you thanks. pick up on the little things very well, and I think that's very important, not just for podcasting, of course, but as a person, as a human being. Listening is one of the best things you can do. Uh, so yeah, you got that. Oh, thank you. Right. Uh, my favorite thing about you is your jawline. Oh, like <laughs> okay, fine. Since you went all serious, I mean, I Shop guess I got vegetables go with it. Serious with you. Speaking of asshole. which, I, I I bought a fucking knife from Japan. Oh, you! I'm so jealous. I bought a knife from what Japan. Brand? I I don't know. I bought it from a market, and they sharpened it on the spot for me. And as I picked the metal and everything, and it's oh my amazing. god! Did you, did you are you able to cut paper with it? Have I you tried that? I haven't tried. You have to try. It. We'll try it before we go. I, I hear the test is if you can cook. Uh, fuck! If you can cut a cooked tomato without touching it, so meaning you don't hold it down with one hand and cut it. Oh, you, you use just a knife, a cooked tomato, and a cooked sh- tomato. Yes, it's mm. softer and harder to really. Oh, get. right, 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 yeah, yeah. Because the skin. Okay, yeah. my favorite thing about Nathan Artono <laughs> is how genuine you are. You're just a real dude. Like you say what you feel and you do what you'd say, and then like it's oh, and you're like a nice guy. All black people need to dilate right now. What do you mean? What? Huh? Go on. Hmm. I wasn't listening, sorry. Hey! (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) No, like, you guys, if you ever meet Nathan, it's how he is on the podcast versus how he is in regular life versus how he is on stage. It's the same dude. 
like there's slight variations of energy maybe <laughs> and sometimes he's sleepier yeah. than other times but Jay- Nathan's just like one of those dudes who's just like not very dimensional very one dimensional you know yeah but it's a dimension <laughs> is very deep like e- even even the things you see on social media like that's Nathan you're never gonna if, if you're a fan of his never worry if you, what you're seeing is the real Nathan or not he's always real he's always a nice guy and it's fucking annoying and keeping it real yo I mean if since I since 1991 son uh, yeah yeah born in the 90s asshole shut up uh and like as nathan was saying like i I couldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't someone with someone who was that genuinely real and talented and nice so basically if i didn't like this guy i wouldn't be able to do 40 whips with him and continue on but yeah this just seems like the podcast is ending but it's not that was really sweet bro what that was really sweet bro huh Uh, we gotta go yes, I have to leave go. I have to leave I have to leave um, this was a really fun episode it's good to have you back dude yeah I hope we have many more Japan tales to come this was a long one wasn't this it fucking hell one. Jesus yeah. Christ catching up we'll, we'll do more news and we'll probably have a guest in next week yeah uh, um, yeah. we're not confirming the guest yet but we'll have someone interesting on I feel like half this episode was you thinking about these fucking numbers for the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> game by the way but anyway probably hey man Nathan thanks for the hang buddy thanks for the hang well, I don't want that to happen to my asshole.